Red two, red two, who's around me? What do you got? Do you see, you got my spot? Red four, they're all over, red four, copy. Oh, red one, where you at, red one, red one, where you at? Red one's down, this is red four over. Oh, good thing this is all pretending and we don't have to worry about it because we're just a couple of kids in the cornfield. Couple of kids in the cornfield. In rural Tennessee. That's right, everybody. That's a plane entrance. We got it. We got a real live plane entrance. That's that wasn't even fabricated. That went right above our heads. It's what now. we call a flyover introduction. Yeah, and uh, this is the podcast, Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies underneath twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I am Nick. That hey, is. Uh, this is Steven. And uh, we're the, we're the type of podcast that eats the black licorice. You know, the bottom quarter. Mm. Bottom quarter. We we eat those jelly beans. We don't really, we don't give a hoot. About those jelly beans, how bad or good they are. Uh, all-time greatest combination if you were born before 1940, uh, black licorice jelly beans and buttered popcorn jelly beans. Yep, we're a, uh, we're a Nicolas Cage podcast. We're a podcast that likes the butt of the bread. And uh, we're here to talk about the worst movies. And uh, we started with a plane because we're doing The Day That Lived in Infamy. It's Pearl Harbor. Uh, it's Pearl Harbor. It's Pearl the, Harbor Day, ladies and gentlemen. What's the uh, what's the anniversary we got? This is with? the 80th anniversary of the bombing of uh, of of Pearl Harbor, and the 20th year anniversary of the movie of and the Pearl 20th Harbor. anniversary of the film. Uh, 2001, 2001, uh, Michael Bay featured. We got a lot to talk about, but it's first, our second Michael Bay, by the first, way. First, let's uh, bring in our special guest. Uh, Not really a special guest. Here he is from Germany, our friend. Mr. Kleinshopper. Mr. Kleinshopper, please say hi. Hey there. Oh, it's Kyle. Okay, I was misled. What the yeah. fuck is up, Kyle? That's my bad. Yeah, the, the, the guests couldn't show up, so... See, well, we had a World War II yeah, historian we, yeah. on board to discuss and, and dissect and eviscerate this film. Uh, but no, we, we that hit canceled, and so our second best guest uh, is Kyle. Okay, well, we... Hey, some, sorry. I guess call of Duty. Something. How to do it. <laughs> well, well, okay, well, you can give us your best Call of Duty references, but uh, I won't know what you're talking about because I don't play those video games. I got the poo on me. Because you said duty. Um, well, before we start into this film and 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 uh, butcher the Remembrance Day of, of an American tragedy that was uh, December 7, 1941. Um, let's get into some movie news. I know we, we're we a Nick Cage podcast, and please yeah. reiterate why. We I, we're a Nick Cage podcast, especially this year where we're in the year of the cage. Year in the cage. Year in the cage, year of the cage. We've done a uh, Nick Cage podcast about uh, every single month this year, uh, give or take a couple, and... We got some cage news. Big cage news. Mm-hmm. He's going to play uh, uh, Dracula. Dracula, yeah. In the new uh, Universal Monsters universe, uh, something that they've been trying to boot for 15 years now. Are they really trying to do it again? It's t- uh, Yeah, they're going to keep going wow. until they get everybody that fits inside of it. And uh, they found the guy to play va- the vampire that we all love to love. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage is in. I think this this is primo Nick Cage territory. It's are not. You ex- how excited are you on a scale of uh, <clears throat> Nick Cage in eight millimeter to Nick Cage in Gone in sixty seconds? I don't know which one's the bad. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Nicholas Cage in Port of Call, New Orleans, Bad Lieutenant. Okay, so you're not excited. <laughs> about it. I'm not excited it. about it, but I hopefully am pleasantly surprised by it. Okay, well, you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. Kyle, are you, Kyle, you're excited. You're you're a Monsters Universe guy. You like the Monsters Universe. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm excited. Uh, I hope he goes full Nick Cage in this, though, as a vampire. So, does this mean? Does this mean he, he he's going to be in Monster Squad? Are they re- trying to remake Monster? Yeah, Squad? Yeah, they're trying to redo Monster Squad. So hopefully, uh, 
Hopefully that works out. Do we have any other vampire news? Nothing for vamps. No, no. Um, I got holiday news, though. Since we are approaching the holiday season, it is December, by the way. Yep, happy, happy yes. December. Happy uh, Decembre to, uh, to uh, the world. We're going to wait for that airplane. Go on. We're wait, no, we're waiting to see if the Japanese are strafing us. Hold on. <laughs> There's an airplane going over us again. But now we can hear all of them on uh, the new... Oh, get out of there. The new mics, the new mics. Get are. out of there. <laughs> um, yeah, what's your other vampire news there, buddy? You got any? Other big news. No, it's the holidays. <laughs> oh, Holiday yeah. bonus. I mean, if, if you want the, the the joy sucked out of you, you, by all means, go all in on the holiday season. Am I right, Nick? I'm uh, Today, I got excited. Did I was, you? I was driving home from work, mm. and uh, I had a pretty oh, okay, a pretty not okay day at work. You know, just normal, normal work stuff. Okay. Things go wrong. You know how it is. But I just decided... It's holidays, holiday season. I'm gonna get in the spirit. This is my season. In it's a uh, we're 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 past Nick Vember, but we're right into Chris Nick. Uh, what do we call it? Nickmas. Yeah, yeah. Merry Nickmas. So Nick's, we're gonna have Nick's we're having jolly. We're having a good time. I'm feeling <clears> good. Uh, I exercise today, so things are on the up and up. Uh, we so, do we do have to talk about the sadness of the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, but uh, uh, other than that, I feel great. Yeah, I don't know, and yeah, we'll probably glaze over that. Um, what uh, what got you in the holiday spirit? I don't think you can covered that. I heard a song. Okay, and then uh, and then I thought about. Uh, can you say the word Christmas for me, but in your way that you like to say it? Christmas. No, the other way. Keep going. You're gonna hit Excellent. it. You're gonna hit it at one point. No, Christmas. Grim- no. Christmas. 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 So I was thinking of the classic holiday Christmas songs, but. Christmas being the word instead of Christmas. Yeah, obviously. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Yep. Mary, I, that Mary just Chrysler brings a little smile to my little face. <clears throat> it should because that's the one way to get in the holiday spirit. Another way to get in the holiday spirit is uh, finding out that one of your favorite childhood Christmas movies had an Easter egg that you didn't know about until uh, until yesterday. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. In the movie The Santa Claus. I found this out. I wonder if the, the audience knows this so as well. So this is a little resurrection piece. You know, Easter, Christmas. There's a, there's a connection there. Hey, there's yeah, there's the little East, East egg. Um, in the entire film, throughout uh, scenes, not only in Santa's workshop, but also in modern day, whatever the setting is, Chicago? I don't yeah. even know. Um, Minneapolis? I don't know. Uh, t- uh, there are elves throughout the entire film watching Tim Allen, like in Charlie's classroom uh, at Denny's. Uh, when he's walking down the street, when kids come up to him and ask him what they want for Christmas, some of the kids have pointed ears. There's elves throughout the entire film, and I just really? found that out yesterday. Well, we're gonna have to <laughs> really? we're gonna have to check it out. Check out the rewatch, specifically in oh one of the very God. first setup uh, establishing shot scenes uh, where there's a girl looking in a in a shop window, and you can yeah, I knew t- that. And sh- you can clearly tell she has pointed ears. Yeah, I can. T- I knew that one, but I didn't know it's all over the place in that movie. Well, well it looks like you only have thanks, some pal. of the facts from the fat yeah, corner. Thanks, Classic pal. fat corner. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks of course. Uh, other news of uh, the Santa there. Claus. Uh, recently on Twitter, people were saying there's sexual awakening movies, and a lot of people pointed to uh, the to head Allen. That, no, oh the, yeah, Bernard. Yes, Bernard as a, as Bernard their a, as their sexual awakening. Yes, all the uh, alternative uh, uh, all so the David, alternative peoples. Isn't that Crumholtz? Right, Crumholtz. Yeah, congrats to him. Congrats to him. Yeah. Forever a Hollywood icon. We got a Christmas movie lined up for the end of the year, the last podcast of the year. So we're going to get to that later. It's going to be another Nicolas Cage, the last Mary Cagemas. Mary Cagemas. But uh, we're here to talk about something a little more, 
a little more, uh, a little more somber, and and uh, it has to be done during the Christmas season because that's when it that's when it occurred. We've been talking about it for years. We're doing pale haba, pale haba. Uh, but first, uh, you know, like uh, like always, a little taste. Let's get a little taste. Right? Let's get a little taste. What's gonna become of us all? The future's not in our hands. Let's go do some business. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, May 25th. Wow, your guy narrating it. Wow. Unbelievable, Martin Sheen. <laughs> Fucking jacked. That looked like a uh, fan-made trailer, by the way. That, that was definitely not. not that was definitely a TV spot. Shut up, Kyle. God, you're just a just saying. wet wet Christmas sweater here. How are you going to have Martin Sheen over a... Uh, <laughs> they're going to call up Martin Sheen? I wasn't commenting on Martin Sheen. I'm they're going to call up Martin Sheen. Sheen over Dan LaFontaine, though, is, is a bold move. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that, uh, that, that's a banger trailer. I'd see that I'd see that movie because... Not uh, a bad trailer. Yeah, that was the 40 minutes that you should watch of this movie. How's anyway. that not a beat? Like, uh, come on. Like when Josh Hartnett says, come on, during that, uh, that little drum sequence. I don't know, but that felt like tenant. I felt like how Tenet was. If I'd saw that trailer, I'd be like, oh, it was as excited I was for Tenet before, you know, it kind of came out, didn't come out, kind of came out, didn't come out. We, we went back in time, but it did come out. <laughs> yeah, get over it. God. 24% of Rotten Tomatoes. Unreal. Critical consensus, 24%. Uh, when this movie came out, I didn't realize how bad it was. Uh, Kyle, to your point, this may have been above the 25% marker and fell over the years. Yeah, it looked like it. So I, I swear when we first talked about this, this wasn't on our list. But uh, maybe recently it's developed into... It has... Uh, it has under 25. Since we started the podcast, I have... When we you wrote have the down, history of it? We wrote down a lot. Okay. Pearl Harbor was 25%. So it has lost a percentage, one percentage. I wonder who revisited that um, in the in the three or four years we've been gotta, doing this podcast. It's got to be uh, this year for the uh, 20th anniversary. Somebody came around and... Uh, I, I what what's our stance? Our official podcast stance on uh, on adding reviews to movies after a year. Look, even look, every generation's got a critic. You got to apply to that. So we're just gonna let we're gonna let people come in and put their little little blurbs in there later they got on. To. They got to. What if somebody comes up and uh and and bumps up a a a big green one? Yeah, you're right. Our, our guy Felix is pretty good at that. He he's the guy that goes around and. Um, he adds a lot of reviews post. Who, the cat? No, Felix. Uh, Felix Velasquez, I want to say. It's, I don't know who you're talking about. We'll have to, ca- we'll have to cut that you part. freaking idiot! <laughs> um, yeah, audience score, though, uh, I want to say it's high. 66? It that's, is high. That's high. That's two out of three. That's two-thirds of the audience say, yeah, I love this movie. Is two-thirds of the audience American? There's three of us right here. Cal, did you rewatch uh, Pearl Harbor? Cal stepped away for a minute. Um, yeah, I did. And and what we're review- we're gonna give our opinion right this second. <laughs> I mean, let's get into it. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Oh do we, my do, God. do any of us have a relationship with this movie? Did you see Pearl Harbor in two thousand and one? I didn't see it in two thousand one. I did not see it in theaters. This was Kyle. You've been a Zimmerhead since the beginning. So Hans Zimmer is your guy. Uh, did you get around to seeing Pearl Harbor? 
I did, and my parents were really about seeing this movie, so we bought the whole thing and everything. I saw it in theaters, and we got the two-disc set on DVD. You got the DVD? Wow. Were you you pretty hyped on it? You liked it as a kid? I mean, obviously, the love story is trash. Um, Wow. Like, like actual Pearl Harbor happens like 30 minutes of this three hour movie. So it was it was okay. I just I think they like the the overall story and it leading up. And I think the like historical part of it, which I'm sure we'll get into what's fact, what isn't (laughs) about like kind of the background and how leading up to Pearl Harbor and what happened. But my parents were very interested in that. And I don't know if they like believed that a lot of that stuff happened in the background, but I don't know. What is a yeah? What's B and C's opinion on this? Your your parents positive? I mean, they like the movie. Okay, so that's two out of three. <laughs> a that's a, that yeah. That's them. Have two you asked them you. in recent history if they still like the movie? No, I haven't. Why would anybody? Why would anybody sure, have brought that? I, up? I'm sure it, it it's just about the same. Pearl Harbor's <laughs> code. You want to rewatch the movie? That's, easy. that's how you bring I, it I up. Mean, over over Thanksgiving, they like try to throw like three war movies that we should watch, <laughs> and a documentary. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So. Was one of them? Um, they yeah. shall not grow if there's old. One thing, your dad has good taste. No, I, that's the one I recommend <laughs> for them to watch. <laughs> they haven't seen that one. It's all these other ones that you've never heard of. Shout out to boomer parents everywhere for uh, always having a war movie on deck. I mean, that's the reason yeah, why this always. movie is still in solid circulation on cable networks. This it's, movie, it's, it's all boomer. We're gonna get to it. It made a pretty penny. But first, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Here, what they had to say about it. They said Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor tries to be the Titanic of war movies, but it's just this tedious romance filled with laughably bad dialogue. The 40-minute action sequence is spectacular, though. I love that throwaway sentence. The 40-minute action sequence is spectacular, though. Yeah, they're like, uh, we can't discount the one good but part bay of this But Bay going Bay. I mean, he might, they might as well just said that. Bay's going to Bay. Uh, uh, um, uh, my uh, quote from, uh, from a critic of choice is, <clears throat> Affleck Hartnett and Beckinsale look gorgeous and do their best to give some death to the cardboard characters, but they cannot overcome a soapy plot and dialogue that is often wooden and sometimes wildly anachronistic. Oh, that's the longest in my mind. I, I I went with my guy with our guy uh, Pete Bradshaw, the mm, Guardian, Lord Bradshaw, Affleck and Hart and Beckinsale give performances of such such somnambulist awfulness that there are three of them achieve an almost zen-like state of woodenness. Oh, there, yes, the wooden and wood somnambulist. Means sleepwalking. Yeah, some somnambulist. 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 Sleepwalking. Well, I just wanted to shout out Pete Bradshaw for teaching me a word. Well, I'm shouting out Nail Nail Manow of Movie Mom. We <laughs> finally got Movie Mom on Movie here. Movie Mom made it. Congratulations, Man. Movie Mom. You've hit the big time. Really appreciate it. Uh, everybody, her. go like and subscribe to Movie Mom. Yeah. Speaking of Boomer, uh, Aunt Ebert with Ebert, uh, the the Boomer who didn't. Uh, like this movie. Yeah, 1.5 stars. Uh, is Roger Ebert a boomer? Gotta be. No, because he wrote that script in the 60s. I think he was born in the 40s. Oh, so he's perfect age. Sure. He said one and a half stars. What did he say about this film? Pearl Harbor is a two-hour movie squeezed into three hours about how on December 7th, 1941, the Japanese staged the surprise attack on an American love triangle. Hell yeah. Its centerpiece is 40 minutes of redundant special effects surrounded by a love story of stunning banality. The film has been directed without grace, vision, or originality, and although you may walk out quoting lines of dialogue, it will not be because you admire them. 
Redu- redundancy I don't see in this film. I don't see a lot of redundancy unless you just think explosions are redundant. All but- I know is that World War Three should have started right after this because Ebert's dropping bombs on Michael Bay. Wow. The Bay is getting bombarded again, and uh, oh, it's it's our guy Raj dropping all the bombs. <laughs> Speak your mind. Yeah. Speak your mind, you idiot. I agree. It felt very different, like half hour to half hour. <laughs> yeah. the, the first as half hour was a like, rom com. <laughs> first out, yeah. Well, first like, half hour. Like style wise, like, I don't know. They opened up with, and like they do the whole cutscenes of like the actual World War II things happening in like Europe and all that. And yeah. It felt like it went from like historical to then all of a sudden we're going back to this rom com. Yeah. And then I don't know. Very segmented. Very. It felt like yeah. we're going to get into this, but it felt like Michael Bay um, went in, went all into the project, went all out with the project, went all in with the project, went all out with the project, went all in with the project, yeah. and then went all out with the project. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that. Unfortunately, we don't have the three hours and three minutes that we're not going to do three hours and three minutes of this podcast. But I if wish. we did, there was there's enough. There's, there's enough, enough. There's enough for three parts. Maybe we'll have to do Pearl Harbor again for the 85th anniversary. Yeah, the, yeah, the 85th anniversary and the 90th. We'll we'll keep doing it because there's always going to be something else to talk about. There really this. is. There really is. You can talk uh, about the first 45 minutes alone. And how ridiculous it is. Yeah. And how that could be one episode of like a really bad miniseries. (laughs) (laughs) That would be in my rotation of, um, you know, early winter movies set in Hawaii. It's got some real Adam Mm. Sandler, Adam Sandler vibes in that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's. Did you guys already say your blurbs? Yes, we did. Okay. I got one. You got one? Go right ahead. All right. It's my boy, Nathan Rabin from the AV Club. (laughs) Yeah. AV Club. (laughs) <laughs> AV kids, you guys got to stick together. Here we go. Uh, leave it to Bay and Brookheimer to reduce one of America's biggest military tragedies into a three-hour avalanche of Kodak moments and one of America's defining crises into a facile exercise and fake uplift. A what? Vassal? Vassal? Vassal, like V-A-S-S-A-L? No, no. Vassal. F-A-C-I-L-E. Facile. 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 It's facile. Facile? Yeah. <laughs> facile in Spanish okay. means easy. We're all learning uh, <laughs> yeah, we're all learning new words today. <laughs> we're using too many big words. We're right. also it's like we've never talked on a podcast. We got new microphones and now everything's facile. gone to shit. Facile, easily achieved. That's what that means. There you go. Can we get uh Kyle, can you add in the sounds of uh, air horns for us to for when we l- learn new words? Well, I don't have it. Yeah, do some air horns for you. New word alert! Woo! All right. Um, Well, I guess it's uh, I guess it's time to hit that corner again, Kyle. What you got for us? Here we go. Well, number one, the release date of this movie is a summer movie. May yeah. 2001. <laughs> yeah, they were going for the blockbuster <laughs> effort. They're not trying to release it the same day as Pearl Harbor because probably the studio so that, saw that. That was like that's Memorial Day weekend, right? I Memorial think, Day weekend. Yeah, yeah I exactly. I got to look this up. I think they released the DVD on Pearl Harbor. They probably did. Makes a lot of sense. They probably did. Memorial Day weekend is the weekend to release this movie because right. it's positive. You sure. know, it's a lot of a uh, good troop inspiration oh, going on. December, you know, people December have December 4th. Yeah, right there. That, yeah, that people, weekend. People have the three day weekend. You know, it's it's uh, they didn't make a mistake. It's that's a proto- for sure. It's a prototypical summer blockbuster film, but uh, made they, sixty mil on opening weekend. I mean, that's good. That that's good. Huge. That's okay. Yeah, for for a movie about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, <laughs> that's three hours. Yeah, 
This is 2001, though, so this is the uh, the time of the three-hour movie. Um, yeah. Titanic uh, and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Gladiator. And, and Lord of the Rings. Going to be Lord two three-hour movies that win Best Picture. In, uh, I mean, even, yeah, Fellowship came back. out the same year. Fellowship came out that same year, and I think that was like we'll talk two about hours it. and fifty seven. Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're, Alexander. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're like gonna talk about uh, Lord of the Rings. It's it's got a place in history in this. Yeah, sure. Uh, what's your rating? Uh, PG thirteen, which they should have just done R. Eh, no, no, they wanted to appeal to the main on the big audience. So PG thirteen, Kyle, it makes your, your, sort your parents, of sense. your parents wouldn't know. have been able to take you. Yeah, they, they wouldn't would, have taken you. They would have been like, oh no, you're wow, too young. Rules are rules. <laughs> Can't take it to see this movie, Kyle. Yeah. Everybody's seen this movie no. as a rule follower. That's for sure. Yeah, that's definitely. the point. A that lot of conformity. They can, they could take me to that movie if it was rated R, because that you have a parent guardian, right? Yeah, they wouldn't though. They're they're like, there's probably something nasty in here, and my son can't see it. He'll have to learn about the uh, infamy of Pearl Harbor some other time. Mm-hmm. What's the, we're on time? Three hours, three minutes. Yes, 183. <clears throat> 183. There's, that, there's that goddamn number again, Nick. <laughs> didn't feel that long. Didn't feel that long. Uh, didn't feel that long. Yeah. Didn't feel very long. I mean, it, it only felt that long at one point when I saw the, the play bar and it said I still had an hour and 18 minutes left and, <laughs> and Pearl Harbor was just starting. Hey, yo, what the fuck? And I, uh, that, that was the only time where I thought that that could happen. Um, I think, I think uh, Ebert said it best. This is a two-hour movie stretched into three hours. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, very, very relevant. Every single yeah. scene was, I, I, this is a literal sentence. Every single scene was 10 minutes too long. Every one of them. From the beginning when they're fighting in the airplane to the needle sequence to the, fir- to the train to to Ben Affleck f- fighting in Europe, to Josh Hartnett falling in love with Beckinsale, everything. The boxing scene was too long. I couldn't <laughs> even believe that. Like, what Boy, are you doing to me? No, nah, there's not enough it's time. Because he kept throwing Cuba. in those uh, those typical Michael Bay shots where it's like we need slow-mo. another fl- we need another uh, American flag in slow motion, just <laughs> blowing in the yeah. breeze. We need uh, more. Yeah, we, need more uh, we need more. We need more standing around Japanese soldiers. Yeah, we'll get to Michael. There's at least ten of those in Armageddon. Those, <laughs> yeah, those I know. Shots. That's right. that's why he. That's why he thought that that's how you're supposed to. We do need it. to. We need. We need ten scenes of Josh Hartnett looking to the horizon and then the camera sweeping away from him. Armageddon is the yep. movie that changed this movie. When when he got Armageddon Probably. and it worked out and made so much money, he was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna do that again. I'm gonna do this passion piece." On, yeah, on Brookheimer was like, "Oh my god." I love Michael Bay. Yeah, I'll throw all this money at you. Um, Taglines. <clears throat> I don't know how to do this. Do I sound dark? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do how you feel. It takes a moment to change history. It takes love to change lives. That's so <laughs> that's dumb. Whack. Yeah, that's pretty whack. Uh, the the other one is December 7th, 1941, a day that shall live in infamy. They actually did a, a series of retro posters with like, mm. we want you sort of stuff going on. Good, good marketing. Like with FDR, yeah, yeah. with uh, wonder, with John Voight. With John Voight as FDR. FDR. Yes. Wonder how much the U.S. military <laughs> threw at Michael Bay just Mother to create those. Fucking John Voight made his gonna, made his goddamn appearance. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. Uh, I didn't sure. make a tagline. I felt like I, I felt like there's, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get around to it. Yeah, just say you didn't want to do it. It's fine. You just want to be lazy. My tagline is relive history, but instead of uh, just straight up history, you have a parentheses and an extra S in between history. So it's actually relive his story because it's Michael Bay's story. It's not actual history. Oh, I thought you meant like history. 
mystery. Like, yeah, snakes, I thought you were being like, a little like snake. A snake. No, that's why I put the. Uh, oh, it's a snake. Yeah, I wish. I wish there was snakes involved I'm in a this. Snake. It, what if? What if Pearl Harbor and snakes on a plane were one movie? Like, I would appreciate the oh. hell out of that movie even more. <laughs> Japanese get on the plane. I think I would too. Someone goes back in time, goes to the goes to the Japanese uh, uh, aircraft carrier, puts a bunch of snakes in in the cockpits, and then as the Japanese are about to bomb Pearl Harbor, they get bit by snakes and they crash and burn, and uh, America wins. End of story. America full of snakes. Cut it, print it, sell it. There you go. My my new tagline. I got one. Your new tagline over the previous one of nothing. People are people are gone, but never forgotten. You know, something something like that. Oh my god. It doesn't matter because we're really here for this one moment of the podcast. Here's the moment we've been building toward since the beginning. No. These are the literal keywords. <laughs> These are the actual plot keywords that were on IMDB. All believable. For Pearl Harbor. So uh Kyle, if you can please take us through the plot keywords for the movie. Pearl Harbor. Stephen, can you please tell us what Pearl Harbor, the movie, is about for just in two words? Sound off like you got a pair. Um, uh, Two words? Yeah. Surprise attack. Okay, there you go. So, uh, Kyle, go ahead. Read the plot keywords. No, 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 no. I'm (laughs) trying to find it on IMDb first. (laughs) He's a right. What do you think think he's he's lying to you? You think that I would fill out the... uh, the, Yeah, I do. No. Me, personally? (laughs) No. 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 It's literally there, Kyle. I'm looking at the page right now. How? How? Just read it. Not us. No. Swear to God. Swear to God. (laughs) Swear to God. All right. Here Uh, we go. Plot keywords. Go ahead, Kyle. Unbelievable. Sex, okay, yeah, yeah, child yeah. abuse. Yep. Which I don't, I don't know where that kind. I it's guess in the beginning the of the film. Scene, uh, historically inaccurate. Okay. Fair. Uh, hand on a butt. Fair. It should be hey. shot in a butt. Hand on a butt. It's not on a butt. It's just hand on butt. Hand on butt. It should be. It should be shot in butt, not hand on butt. Uh, and beer. Why was beer in this? It was only in the bar <laughs> scene. Know. Was it only in that bar scene where they fought? Taking shots. Leave? Yeah, they're taking. I, I think that the the hand on butt is my number one favorite plot keyword of all time. How could how could there ever, ever be a one that rival that? Unbelievable. Yeah. Sex, child abuse, historically inaccurate, hand on butt, beer. Yeah. Only two of those don't really work. <laughs> child child abuse. You don't even see that in the movie. You don't right? even see sex. No, you see child abuse. You see the dad beating the shit out of the kid. You do uh, at the I beginning. Kept, at the beginning, he slaps uh, the shit out of Josh kept, Hartnett. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he. I kept, I kept wanting him to say the wrong kid died the whole time, but <laughs> it was not gonna happen. They do look like them. Um, yeah, but but sex, there was hardly anything in it. There was no sex scene. There's a sex scene, barely, barely one. Hey, there's a bra. You see, uh, Kate. Uh, I believe bra. I believe back back then they, those were uh, called brasiers. Brasiers, yeah. The Kate Beckinsale's fashion in this movie was something to behold. Uh, yeah, beer, beer also didn't really apply. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, budget, budget. We got a hundred forty million dollar budget, which is pretty high. I don't uh, know if it's that high. It was high in that year. It's not high now. I think it's average. Oh, well, not on, now, hold, but one block in two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, Kyle, hold your horses. One second, one second. The Deer Hunter is the number one hand on butt movie, though. If we're uh, Pearl Harbor, Ooh, there's a two. lot of hand on butt in that. Yeah, the wedding scene. Yeah. yeah. So, so Deer Hunters. There's seventeen titles in the hand on butt, and that's a number one, number two. Okay, back to your business, Kyle. Number two is Pearl Harbor. Wow, that's great. Yep. Uh, U.S. and films. Canada alone, it made one hundred ninety-eight million, which is low. Cool. I feel like it's low. 
It's, I feel that is low. That that would be a flop if that's the only money it made. Mm-hmm. It made sixty in word spread fast. Do not see this movie. Yeah, it made it made. Uh, yeah, I wonder th- what the second weekend made a third was. of it. Yeah, made a third of its money on opening weekend. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, uh worldwide four hundred and forty nine. Four fifty mil. A hate overseas though. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? They like propaganda. Um, easily, easily. Uh, is it? This is, movie is definitely easily translatable. This movie is easily. Um, uh, uh, what's the word? Makes us look real you don't bad. Lose, you, don't lose lot, be, you don't lose a lot in translation. The cultural translation is is fairly easy because yeah. it's like, okay, here's the history. They're, they like a majority of countries would probably cut out the whole romantic uh, piece, and most people would be like, uh. It's an hour movie if ja- you do that. Yeah, Japan was a bad guy and Germany was a bad guy, and we like seeing them lose again and again. Yeah. Even though, was, and maybe they like seeing the Americans lose. Actually, yeah, that's a big thing too. It's like, oh, this was during this was the same year as I just uh, saw a uh, recent news, uh, movie news. Back to movie news. Uh, China's number one movie of all time it just happened, and yeah, it's a the, war movie about the U.S. losing the in, in the Korean War. Yeah, in the Korean War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, cha- cha- uh, something Lake. Something, something yeah, like, I have not looked at it. Fro- it's not frozen like it's something else. Um, <clears throat> the uh, it's no, it, it, I br- I'm bringing up a quasi relevant thing. This was uh, released in 2001, so probably a, a lot of people saw this in May, June, oh. July in foreign countries and got a good idea to surprise attack America again. <laughs> and then and then 9 11 happened, yeah, yeah. So maybe more people saw and it. And then that's when the, the probably that's when the DVD and VHS sales skyrocketed because people needed a, a pick-me-up story about getting attacked and then coming back and, and kicking ass. Well, moving on to trivia, yeah. uh, Michael Bay's commentary was done right after 9-11. Wow. He was somber. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much he was drinking during that uh, Oh, he commentary. was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Speaking of, maybe that's what we need to do for the for when we redo Pearl Harbor. We just watch the commentary and just listen to Michael Bay. I think Bay I think we just we do a commentary along with Michael Bay. I and just like add refuse. Mm. Oh my god, that 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 movie's twice as long because of that. Now, no, I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Terrible decision. Uh, speaking of the budget, though, Michael Bay quit the movie four times because of various uh, budgetary disputes. So. You could say that about every Michael Bay film. 140. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, just to set the let's set the uh, set the story straight. 140 million was the highest movie budget almost of all time at that point. At that year, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So he he well, got how much was Titanic? 190, something like that. Mm. But that made so much movie that they were like, okay, I mean, just keep uh, throwing money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and it's Way sad. Better and, love story too. and it's sad too. So people are like, "Wow, I guess sad works plays well too." So the, yeah, this uh, this had the makings to be a hit, mm-hmm. which is weird to oh. think about nowadays. Yeah, you but need to be a good storyteller. Another thing that happened: uh, he took four million dollars less to do this movie. Bruckheimer took four million dollars less to do this movie. A lot of the cast took less money to do this movie so they could get money. They were trying to get points. Trying to get points on it. Mm, that's good. I bet they're making a killing. I think in, it's still probably rerun. They'll probably make they made their money back at least, right? Absolutely. The well, whatever million. money they lost. Yeah, they're whatever not even money they lost, but money that they gave up, they for sure made that. Yeah, the four four forty nine worldwide. Four forty nine, it probably still is in routine distribution across yeah, has, multiple has countries. Has probably made at least fifty million more <laughs> since then. Over twenty no, years, more than that, because of DVD and VHS sales. Okay, no so, question. So they made their money back. They did. They did. There's it's, no one. No one took a wash in this, except except everybody's hearts and minds. Go ahead. <laughs> did you 
did your grandparents see this movie? Uh, no. I want to say my I, my dad's... grandpa. I don't think my grandpa did. None of my World War None of my World War II relatives saw this film. Is, no, that's what you're my asking. my grandpa didn't. Yeah, yeah. We I, I, we have trivia. Uh, yeah, I know who else that. didn't see that. Uh, ben Affleck's grandfather. Ben Affleck's did, grandfather. Did, did, why didn't he? <laughs> declined to see the movie, explaining he wasn't interested in le- reliving the war in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, so he probably never saw all the good yeah, war that... movies. He probably didn't like his grandson. <laughs> Just something about uh, Ben Affleck. I don't know what's more disownable, <laughs> him being in this film or him having a southern accent in this film. We're going to get into that, though. Um, yeah, g- give us some more trivs. A lot of trivia on this movie. It earned a place in Guinness World Records for most movie and most movie with most explosions. A uh, lot of explosions. That's got to that got that, that, that had, had to been topped. Had to have been topped by then. Probably by, by Transformers. Now. Yeah, probably by a Transformers movie. Uh, but some stuff about the actors in the movie. I think the actors are really what made the movie bad. It didn't help. The casting was really, really uh, questionable. First of all, the casting was amazing. For the leads. Of, yeah. The casting was amazing because of how many people are in this movie. Yeah. It's pretty fun to look back and watch this movie. Great and see. casting for those people. Yeah. The, A lot of those people. The, all the b- tier two roles and lower fantastic awesome job you it's like succession nowadays where they're like oh we need you to come in and do 20 minutes of of one episode and they get like a really dedicated solid actor to do that role that's what's happening in this movie the people that they got to you know be the the three leads maybe not so much uh josh hartnett yeah josh hartnett really upset michael bay because he was too serious in his acting approach Hmm. so that went so much so that when uh caught smiling on film he said send that smile to ilm and ilm and tell them to copy and paste it i don't know what that means i don't know i think it means a we're gonna cgi your smiling mouth onto your face see i don't know (laughs) if this trivia makes sense because i feel like when i feel like this would say this better reads as michael bay become frustrated with josh hartnett's non-serious approach to acting so much so that when he caught him smiling on film says send that smile to island tell him to copy and paste it like he wasn't being serious when he was doing this film he's saying it's a nice smile I'm just saying he's smiling too much, like not taking the the moment seriously. Like, hey, he's he's getting shot in the she's getting shot in the tummy while he's getting uh, no. Tied Josh Hartnett was too serious, too serious. I know. I, I just feel like that's I, I feel like it's typoed and it should be non-serious because why would he why would he get mad at him for smiling when he hated his seriousness? Like, because smile smile to me doesn't mean seriousness. Well, because he never smiled. He only smiled once. Oh, I get what you're saying. You now. needed him to smile. He's smile like, smile more, you yeah. son of a bitch. It's like that part in Notting Hill when he's like, smile to Julia Roberts, and then she finally does. Yeah, that's not misogynist. The people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, misogynist. Um, in the camera shots during the Doolittle raid, where it appears the where it appears the actors are flying, uh, actually in the planes, they are. No CGI was used. Alec Baldwin, Josh Hartnett, Ben Affleck were all given basic flight training so they can handle planes. To get the various shots of the actors in this pilot seat, the quote-unquote real pilot would simply pilot the plane to the desired destination, and then the actor would take over while the camera crew moved alongside to get the shot. I like this because it shows anybody can fly. Yeah, if you take enough lessons. Let a guy get in a plane, fly the plane. Get paid to learn. It's like driving a car. People always think about uh, pilots as somebody that does something impossible. No, they're just they're just driving an air car. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, the modern day uh, refilming of of uh, of Pearl Harbor, there would be another tragedy because Alec Baldwin would intentionally (laughs) crash the airplane (laughs) and say he didn't even pilot the airplane. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Um, I, I do have it. a. I do. I do know why the word sex was in the plot keywords. It's because we got some tall guys in this movie. We got some tall, tall men. drinks of water. Ben Affleck, Josh Hartnett, John Voight, Michael Shannon all stand the same height, six three. All six we got three boys. Three six three boys in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, another those guy in the film, Michael Shannon. Also, Affleck and Hartnett are too tall to be pilots if they're six three. Yeah, don't you have to be a certain? Height? I thought you had to be under five ten. It's the short king's game. It's the Tom Cruise game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he's so good at. Top that's Gun. why Tom Cruise in Top Gun was perfect because yeah. he's he's just big enough. Anyone he's born believable. in the twenties, anyone born in like nineteen fifteen to nineteen twenty nine, probably would never get to six foot. Because they're so malnourished. <laughs> they had milk. That's strong bones. That doesn't they give goddamn, you the They had a goddamn great depression. Who? Where are you getting milk from? The cow they ate last week? That's why basketball was played by a bunch of 6'2 people that would all run around and look at the ball while they dribbled. Huh? Joke's on you. They were all 4'10". Um, I think the biggest gripe in this film among critics, among people who watch the film, among histo- history buffs, are uh, the inaccuracies. Yeah, among uh, the cow's parents of the world. Me. I'm Kyle's parent. You're Kyle's parent? Historical inaccuracy. What what are some of your gripes? Uh, The fact that the uh, entire uh, ship fleet was all modern uh, uh, watercraft and and not uh, (laughs) actual either recreations or just pictures of of the ships getting destroyed. Uh, Some of the airplanes were made uh, after 1941 that they were flying. Yep. A lot of the cars were made after 1941 that they were driving. Yep. Uh, Marlboro Lights. Marlboro Lights never existed. (laughs) There's no smoking in this film, but we're going to get into that. Um, uh, uh, No one knows for sure if the if Admiral Yamamoto actually said, "I fear that we've awoken a sleeping giant." No one, no one has ever vouched for that ever. Wondering about that uh, because that's from a different film called Tor Tor Tor, which we'll get into. Yep. what else is there? There's a lot of stuff. The, oh, uh, the the Doolittle raid ne- oh, didn't happen the way it did. They yep. they, uh, they all got uh, they all crashed their planes. No one none of them got shot down. Nobody died uh, uh, except one person. We're gonna take a pause. Only one person died. The hospital. One person. One person died, and they uh, they died uh, because they couldn't bail out of the plane. One of the biggest historical ac- inaccuracies, though, uh, Nick, if you want to talk more about it, is the hospital scene. They bombed the hospital. That never happened. That never happened. The scene where the Japanese attacked the hospital never happened. And it caused a great uproar in both Japan and among Pearl Harbor veterans because the Japanese pilots were under strict orders not to attack civilian targets. Uh, Survivors note that when the Japanese had a straight line of attack, they never attacked the hospital itself. Director Michael Bay said he added the scene to make the attack seem more barbaric. (laughs) It's just rewriting history there, Michael Bay. Yeah, revisionist history. Let's make the Japanese look worse than than they were already. They were already creating just... Fake, fake propaganda. Great. Fake, just, <laughs> just terrible. God, just terrible. Raw, raw America, Americana. I hate it. Um, let's let's talk movie. Uh, who's who's the who's in here? Uh, who's the who's? Who the who? <laughs> who the who? We go. <laughs> our our guy, director Michael Bay. He's somebody's guy. He ain't my guy. He's my guy for literally one guy. movie. Stick around for a top five Michael Bay later on in the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Who the writer? Uh, writers, Randall Wallace. Randall, what a name. Randall Wallace. Randall. <laughs> double <laughs> L. He's got a double L first and last name. Yeah. That's unique. Oh, he's all about war movies, though. Yes. Secretariat, huge war movie. Yeah, he has so many L's in his name, he just keeps taking them on his <laughs> I mean, movies. It's the, it's, the war of a, it's the war of a quarter mile. Was nominated for writing Braveheart, though, so uh, shouts to him. Notable you crew. Uh, we d- we already talked well, about Hans. Wait, Hans wait. We already talked about Hans Zimmer. Wait, but, Braveheart. But, yeah, Braveheart. 
What's a better movie, Nick? The Patriot or Braveheart? <laughs> we already we already talked about this. Yeah, we'll talk about it again. We'll Patriot's talk about a better wrong, movie. Yeah, we'll talk about how wrong front he is. to back there Patriot. Better movie Patriot. Front to back. Uh, you're is this guy obsessed with? Man. Is this guy obsessed with writing three hour movies? By the way, <laughs> like probably all he does Seriously. is write three hour yeah. movies. Fucking edit. Get an editor, my dude. Yeah. God, somebody give this guy some notes. This guy should have talked to William Goldman a few times. Jesus. Uh, notable crew. Notable crew. Sound editing. We got Christopher Boys. And George Waters the second. Chrissy Boys and Oscar Georgie winners. Watts. They won the Oscar for this movie. Yeah, they did. This is an Oscar-winning movie. I, I hate I to mean, bury the lead, but this movie won an Oscar. It did. It did. It is good sound editing with the planes and all that. This you is gotta, the uh, gotta, second movie we've ever that. done that won an Oscar. What I was think? the first one? Suicide Squad. Oscar oh, yeah. winner Suicide Squad. We, always, we forget about that. Yeah, I wasn't part of that travesty. Uh, we're going to redo uh, it later. Also, notable crew, we have Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Uh, but, but back to what we were saying earlier, uh, the, it turns out there was only two nominees in this category for sound editing, and the other one was Monsters, Inc. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, I can't believe Monsters, Inc. got beat out, Kyle, your and, favorite movie. And this is the only time that Michael Bay has ever had an Oscar-winning film. So He's been nominated. Though. Yeah, he has to have been, right? Yeah, he has. I know at he at got nominated. The Transformers was, got some of that sound mixing sound, nominations. Sound graphics, uh, special effects for sure. Um, sound sound, sound for sure in uh, ben, the Benghazi movie as well. Oh, yeah, 13 Hours. Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which we also just talked about. Yeah, we, we can't not talk about it. Enough, yeah, apparently. Six Underground. Uh, <laughs> God. Actors. All right, actors, we have Ben Affleck as... Okay, sometimes it sounds like they're saying Ray, but, I mean, it's Rafe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I thought Holly. it was Ray for the first 40, no, it's Rafe. 30 minutes of the movie, and then, very, then, very, you, then you clearly hear them say Rafe at one point, and then you know it's Rafe. Early 20th century yeah. name, very popular. Yeah. Uh, this is... Ben is a movie star. True or false? True or false? Ben is a movie star because of Michael Bay. I mean, an action movie star. Yeah. Because of Michael Bay. True. I'd say true. Just based off Armageddon alone. He did yeah, he did Ar- Armageddon and it changed the rest <clears> of his <throat> life. Armageddon then Pearl Harbor and then Daredevil. Yeah. It was all part of the plan. Daredevil, Daredevil same year? Uh no, a couple years ago. Uh, two twenty oh two. We'll yeah. t- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Sure. Maybe. Sure. Uh then we have Josh Hartnett as Man. Danny Walker. What a big hit and miss for Josh Hartnett. Like he was he was so he was white hot in the late nineties, uh, early two thousands. Yeah, is this part of his uh, this is part of his run, isn't it? Or what yeah, it, what this was in his run. This was in this was right in his wheelhouse. This was post of uh post uh the post the faculty and uh pre So yeah, yeah, faculty Park. Faculty, Virgin Suicides, then yeah, Virgin uh, Suicides, then Pearl Harbor, then oh then Black Hawk Down, then 40 oh, Days, 40 Nights, I believe Sin City, 25%. Wicker Park. No, it's not. Mozart and the Whale. So he, uh, 30 Days of Night, he had, he, it, this, didn't, night. this didn't totally derail him, but this was his big chance of being an action star, yeah. and it and it came and went. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Because uh, the, the first Josh Hartnett I think of is 40 Days, 40 Nights, Josh Hartnett. 40 Days, 40 Nights, right there. Lucky on. Number 11. That's my. That's just late, but That's though. a personal one. That's just me. That's just a dumb movie. Maybe, maybe literally just me. Really a bad movie. Um, who's worst cast in this film? Uh, ben Affleck or Josh Hartnett? Like, could you reverse them? You can't reverse them. That's what I, that's what I was going to I think you can. No. I think it's better that way if you reverse them. No. So I, I, I do have a thing about it. So at the very beginning of the movie, when they hop in the plane, one of them says, I get the front because I'm bigger. I get the front because I'm older. I get the, the bigger uh, is actually Josh Hartnett. 
Is it? Is that? And it? the older is Rafe, which is Ben Affleck. But then they grow up to be Josh Hartnett. I think is technically smaller than Ben smaller. Affleck. He's not as thick as yeah, yeah, not as thick as Lick. Yeah, I just see Josh also being more of a dummy than Ben Affleck for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So that's just that's just I don't know. Also, the, the way those, I looked at it, both those guys are very good dummies. They both play dummy yeah. well. So they both have very blank faces, like they are not very smart. Yeah. And I like that about both of them, actually. I think it I think it adds to their character in that you could just meet them and be like, you're even a little bit smart, then you're smarter than I thought you were. Speaking of smarter than we thought they were, uh, Kate Beckinsale, also in this movie. Evelyn Johnson. <laughs> Evelyn Johnson. KB. The, the star nurse of the hospital, the person who uh, who figured out how to cat- categorize and classify injuries uh, amongst the <laughs> massive uh, massive numbers of people flowing in, in and out of that hospital. Yeah, yeah. That. with her lipstick and just marking them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to be all right. This guy's not going to make it. Shouts to Kate Beckinsale <laughs> yeah. for, uh, yeah, she... she she F got underworld. Failure. She got underworld later on. So happy she w- for her. This was her breakout role. Um, but her breakout to what? A B movie star. Yeah. Did she did Serendipity after and then That's Underworld? Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's the Underworld lady. But what else is she in? Nothing. That's it. Is she, she in? Is she in British TV a lot? She's just a famous, maybe one of the most famous hot actresses of our youth. She was in Van Helsing and then uh, exactly. Click. Exactly. I am Van Helsing. I swear to God, I'll slay him. <laughs> yeah, she had a crazy accent in that movie. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. was in the Total Recall uh, reboot and in that movie Whiteout, which is under 25, yeah, I, we if, gotta, I, if I remember that. correctly. That's another winter movie that we have. Yeah, to do. winter. One of those terrible winter. Once we do the uh, worst winters ever. Yeah. Snowman. You got to do Snowman. We'll do that. Uh, what's the dark dark crimes? Yeah, and, there, there's, uh, a, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in there. Yeah. Uh and uh Kyle, go ahead with this next one. Uh Ewen Bremner. That's an M. Bremner. That's Bremner. what I said. Bremner. <laughs> yeah. Ewan Bremner as red. Uh Ewan Bremner famous for being in uh um, Train Spotting. Train Spotting. He was also the Scottish guy in uh the rundown. And he was in Alien he's in uh Alien vs. Predator too. Yeah, he's in a- AVP Requiem. Ah or the first one. Ah, he's first back. One. Welcome back, Ewan. Welcome back. Better, better you and the McGregor. Scottish that guy. <laughs> yeah, Scottish that guy. <laughs> no, they they. I thought he was actually good in this. <laughs> this I was a solid was role good. for him. I'm he not was good. Lie. Weird yeah. voice, but but good because he's a obviously Scottish dude and he's, he's really trying to speak American. Yeah, he's trying his best. Him and Josh are in a uh, Black Hawk Down too, right? Uh, check that. Check. He's the deaf guy. You and Bremner. Oh yeah, the uh, guy who the, goes deaf. Yeah. <laughs> Did they make him deaf so that he didn't have to talk? No, he talks. It's just really loud. Yeah. Which is another movie a, that takes place no. in 2001. They're like, you, that, that, that they're like, you sound Scottish now. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's another 2000, 2001 war movie. So count that. Count your he, blessings he went on from that. That's what I think of Josh Hartnett when I think of Josh Hartnett. It's Black Hawk Down. Thank Black you for Hawk bringing Down? that up. Yeah. That's his yeah. That's his bigger action movie. Say it faster. Yeah. Uh, Better movie. Black Hawk Down. And it's Say with it Ian McGregor. <laughs> Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. Oh, where are you taking it down? Blackhawkton, and that has uh, that has Ewan McGregor in it. It has Ewan and Ewan. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, keep it going, Kyle. Uh, sorry, I lost my spot for a second. Uh, then we had Alec Baldwin as Doolittle. Yep, that's what he did. Which is he? An, he's he, an actual person. Yeah, he lived John up, Doolittle yes. lived up to his name. Yes, his namesake. Didn't Won the Medal of much, Honor. Didn't do much in the movie. Won the Medal of Honor. Did actually, a lot in real uh, life. 
Yeah, did an actual a lot in real life, and basically nothing in this movie uh, is real. Uh, Alec Baldwin spent time in flight simulators at Fort Rucker, Alabama, to prepare for his role, as well as attending officer boot camp, learning how to command a team of men in the field. So I wrote this fact down after the beginning of the movie where Alec Baldwin's in it for five minutes, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> why well, we'll see that? this guy again. I forgot about the part at the end. Yeah, the part at the end. Um, also, fun fact. He has fact, the raids named after him, so good for him. Yeah, fun fact. Beat a court-martial uh, after accidentally shooting someone uh, at Fort Rucker in Alabama during the filming of this. <laughs> it's not true, but believe what <laughs> well, you want. Uh, might as well be, yeah. yeah. I didn't shoot that gun. Thanks. Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, then we have... Jamie King as Betty. Uh, that girl, uh, that girl, you would uh, recognize her if you saw her, but we can move on. Was that, she in Miss Congeniality? Yes. Okay, that's who it was. That's who I was thinking of. That's she's Miss uh, South she's Dakota or something. Was she the friend? Her fit. Yeah, her favorite day no. is May twenty, May twenty second, or no, April twenty second. I forget what that because it's not too cold and not too hot, and you can. The thing you'll know her from, uh, it might she might not be a Miss Congeniality. I don't know, but the thing you'll know her from is uh, White Chicks. She's Heather Vandergelt. Uh, Previously on the podcast, she's, and she's in uh, all the Sin Cities. Uh, okay. Nice, uh, sorry, Jennifer Garner as uh, Sandra. So Jennifer Garner, a uh, very small role in this movie. Her second. Second or third movie, so uh, congrats to uh, Garner. She she gets the uh, she gets the alias job this year. Oh, in two thousand one. Yeah, I was thinking this is right around her alias time. Was her and Ben still together? This or was not yet? this was before this was before, before Ben was even a thought. In, uh, in so this is brain. so let's talk about it. Okay, it's time to talk about those relationships real quick. It's time sure, for Nick's relationship. Relevant. Nick's relationship corner. Sure, buddy. Ben and Jennifer met on this movie, but did not fall in love until two years later on the set of Daredevil. But they didn't fall in love in Daredevil. They fell in love after Daredevil, I thought. They they reconnected in Daredevil, where they actually worked together. When did Benifer break up? He said that's when he fell in love with her, was on but Daredevil. When, so when did Benifer end? 2002? 2001. No, it was post-Geely. After Geely, they broke up. Kyle? I'll look it up, Kyle. You keep going. Well... Because, yeah, because then didn't Ben... Kyle, quit Caleb? speculating and just read the actors' names. <laughs> uh, Speculation John corner. Voight as... Okay, John Voight as FDR. John goddamn Voight. So this was pre-problematic John Voight, where people yep. thought he was still not a crazy person. Apparently, according to, uh, according to trivia, John Voight considered and apparently still considers himself an expert on Franklin Delano Roosevelt and, petition- and petitioned Michael Bay to cast him in this role. So Which, this, uh, so is this like, uh, is John Voight the perfect example of old Democrat now Republican, like yes. radicalized, yes, boomer? So there's three distinct examples that I can give you of these people who were mega hippies growing up and being like counterculture icons, and then shifting into these curmudgeons who believe in Facebook news. Yeah, you had Dennis Hopper, who Wapa. Apparently, apparently Dennis Hopper sometimes some. Changed his mind in 1985 and became like a Reagan Republican and was a diehard Republican until he died. Well, he's an actual crazy person. <clears throat> he was an actual crazy person to say the least, but he did a lot of drugs with uh, with Peter Fonda in the 60s. So it's yeah, kind of hard to picture him as a as a Republican later in life. But maybe then again, that's why he did. It's drugs. probably the movie Speed that did him in to deny it. Yeah, to deny his own existence. Um, 
Newsflash, hot shot. Um, <laughs> yeah, John Voight, who was the Midnight Cowboy, who was the Has who was the gentleman of the night. Better over actor than than Dennis Hopper in Speed, maybe not. Al Pacino and everything yeah, post nineteen ninety three. Yeah, you could be right. There. Uh, John Voight uh, uh, was the like I said the the Midnight Cowboy. He was the gentleman of the night that people loved in the late sixties, early seventies, and was was always like a, a a Hollywood playboy up until he aged. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden, he believes that Donald Trump is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that John Boyd turned into a nut? Um, he doesn't really seem altogether there anymore. He, anyway. d- he used to. He for sure used to. Like yeah, used uh, to National part. Treasure, National Treasure, uh, John Boyd. Yeah, he seemed he seemed like he had his shit together, but apparently not. Yeah, he was just best friends with Jerry Bruckheimer. He's like, um, you can't steal the Declaration of Independence. And then the third, yeah, he's like, oh, you're stealing, you're stealing American history. I gotta vote. <laughs> I gotta vote blue or red now. Um, Third, uh, who was I going to mention? Oh, uh, our our guy Jimmy Woods, James Woods. Oh uh, yeah, I feel like he probably was a Republican back then, but he's on a whole another whole another level right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's honorable mention Randy Quaid because he played Lyndon Lyndon Baines Johnson. Can't get into any of those guys though. That'll yeah. be too much. Yeah, but that guy's a nut too. But John Voight, uh, Franklin God. D. Roosevelt expert, probably so. probably the best actor in this film. I'll say that. The the best acting job. I don't know if he's the best actor, but he gave the best acting yeah, role. Yeah, except for the one part where he stands up. I guess he never did that. Yeah, that was a fake scene. Historical inaccuracy. That is a classic Michael Bay thing to be like, hey, how about the guy that can't stand up stands up? He never Let's stood himself up. He always got helped up. Yeah, Franklin Delano Roosevelt because he was uh, uh, wheelchair bound because you know of what we should polio. Do? Have him stand up. Yep, yep, yep. Which is funny. Uh, just we're just going on tangents with John Voight. Uh, John Voight played a guy who who uh, who got a uh, disease while uh, swimming in a lake, which could have easily been prevented by a vaccine. And here he is to this day being an anti-vaxer. <laughs> who would have saw that coming? I sure as hell didn't. I did just watch uh, Anaconda for the first time uh, mm. over the. Oh, that might have what put it put him over. He over actually probably over. got he, he probably got he, actually bitten by a venom. That snake. movie. If you want to see a wild performance, John Voight in that movie is fucking insane. It's unbelievable. Ponytail plus John Ponytail Waters mustache and a, and an accent, a crazy accent the whole movie. And it's not a Spanish yeah, accent, it's right? So no, it's good. like a fake Spanish. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. awesome. It's fake it's Brazilian so Portuguese. Crazy. Yeah. The, that is. It's just <laughs> nuts. His pencil mustache was better in Holes. Yeah. Uh, keep it going. Guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, That's too damn bad. <laughs> Uh, we had uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., which I thought did pretty decent for the like 15 minutes. If that, maybe <laughs> he's actually five, in the movie. Maybe five he was, total. He was, uh, he was on a roll though with, with these. With I, these I roles. kept being like, they need more Cuba. <laughs> you need more Cuba. More Cuba. You need more Cuba yeah. and the homoerotic relationship he had with the captain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were kind of into each other. But, but at the same well, time, it, like it, this. It would have made, made that scene so much more epic because he actually cared and he's like, you know. We when got it. it. Everyone's at their stations when he's the captain's yeah. dying. Yeah. When was and he uh, like eases him off to death, but it would have been more epic if we got more Cuba. If he just kissed right him now. on the lips. Yeah, at the at the yeah. very end of it. <laughs> there we go. Nick, what's uh when did when did Men of Honor come out? Because I feel like this is right before, before the year before two thousand. So oh, that's a continuation. You didn't know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's navy navy <laughs> till he dies, apparently. You know what the movie was yeah. right after that? A uh, uh, boat trip? 
Nope. Because <laughs> that would have been a great one. <laughs> it's on the same level as Boat Trip. Snow it, Dogs. It's a movie that feels like it should be on the podcast because it feels under 25%, but it's not. It's 44%. Rat Race? Rat Race. Oh, uh, that was right after this? The movie after. 2002? Fucking Rat Race. Wow. That's an all-time classic. All-time yeah. classic. It is. Should be under 25 just so we could do it. Yeah, really I mean it's a re- it's a remake, but I don't know if it's a bad remake. It's no, just a yeah, remake. What's the uh, what's the original one called? Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. No, it's not Cannonball, Cannonball Run. Run? It's, no, it's a no, mad, it's it's, it's a Mad 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 Mad. World. It's a Mad Mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um. All right, we have Michael Shannon. Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. But what's his character's name? Lieutenant Goosewood. <laughs> I believe the correct pronunciation is Lieutenant Goosewood. Yeah, it's Goosewood. <laughs> uh, it's Goose. Apparently, it's Goose, but they, but it's G O Z. The wow. Shan Man uh, nice. shows up. Six three. All six three of them shows up. He does a great, he does a great job as he, usual. He does a good job. He's a great that guy in this film. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do many films Michael, with him. Yeah, Michael Bay would have gotten more upset if Michael Shannon had been more in this movie because Michael Shannon seems like a very serious actor, yeah. but in like a very fun way. Right, 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 right. Uh, then Why we wouldn't I do this have... this way? Huh? Sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. No. Uh, we randomly have uh, Dan Aykroyd in this movie. Yep, yeah. Love that. Yeah. I, I feel. Just kind of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's some trivia behind Dan Aykroyd being cast in this film. I mean, it, he he does play a code breaker um, in the Navy, but at the same time, it's it's slightly miscast. But he 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 delivers it so well. Uh, we are going to do one Michael Shannon movie for sure. Is it Bug? Well, we've already actually done one. Uh, Bad Boys Two. He's in Bad Boys Two. Oh, but yeah, barely. Yeah, yeah. barely. But uh, oh, no, yeah. The one he he's more of a featured in is Kangaroo Jack. Oh, he's in. Can- he's oh, the bad, wow. the second bad guy in Kangaroo We're Jack. We're for sure with, uh, doing Kangaroo Jack with at Anthony some point. Anderson. Yeah. Uh, it's on. It's on the short list. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't wait for that movie. Can we just like pull money together? Also, and, Jonah and, Hex and buy. Um, yeah, he's a bad guy in Jonah Hex. Buy Michael Shannon's time for like thirty minutes just so we can pick his brain. I'd be too. I'm too scared to talk to him. I would love to talk face to him. face. No, I, I would. I would. Have you ever? Have talk. you ever listened to an interview with him? Yeah, he's fantastic. You have to. Yeah, he's just amazing. But you have to like get on his level, otherwise like, he doesn't respect you at all. Yeah, like he, I just it, feel like we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna upset him at the very we're, beginning, and then he'll be very we're gonna, mean. We're gonna. He'll be mean yeah, at the rest of the way. We're gonna interview him, and we're gonna we're gonna get Shape of Water, Michael Shannon, and that's not gonna be good. <laughs> Love Shape of Water, Michael Shannon. Okay, uh, keep going. William Fickner is in this movie for you. Don't see his face at all. William Fickner, the classic Michael Bay. You do see his face in like one scene, yeah, uh, in one like second. William Fickner, uh, constant presence in Michael Bay films. Uh, he's a definite that guy that you could recognize. Uh, Kyle recognizes him most for being the bank manager in the dark night um but <laughs> yeah. william fickner uh plays i'm cop hey Dan- he's in armageddon <laughs> is it danny yeah, yeah it's not Rafe's father danny's father who beats the shit out of him at the beginning <laughs> yeah. and, and apparently is a ref- yeah apparently is a crop duster which a job that didn't exist until post-world war ii another historical inaccuracy um and well, it, no, a they, world it, war one it, it did exist before but they didn't have planes for it until post-world three, war ii three years after the time they said that that happened oh yeah the 30s yeah, so it was like twenty. They crop dusting started in twenty five, but they said that scene took place in twenty three. Twenty three. It's just like why would why wouldn't you just make it twenty twenty five or like also, or just not make them crop dust? Also, who the fuck cares? Yeah, like, who cares? <laughs> who cared about that beginning sequence? God. I love that, I love that beginning sequence. No, you're dumb. Well, that's just because I've always wanted to be a crop duster. I've been practicing every day when I walk home from Bart. You know, just always crop dusting. Yeah, great, great fart joke. 
Um, I didn't know. Oh wait, I didn't know about this. Yeah, Sizemore's in it. Sizemore's in it as, as the uh, Earl. Yeah, I feel that's he's the gunny gunny gunnery he's the, sergeant. No, he's the mechanic guy at the, at, at the small airport. Uh, he, the airstrip. Yeah, he shoots Earl. the uh, shotgun at the planes. Classic yeah. Tom yeah. Sizemore. <laughs> yeah. Tom Sizemore is just <laughs> stealing scenes in this movie left and right whenever he's you see in, him. He's in a lot of war movies, though, isn't he? In uh, yeah, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Saving Private Ryan. He's, he's in, in Black Hawk Down. <laughs> he's in. He's in that other one. He's, he's in, in uh, Wind Talkers. I feel like. I don't know. That's a job for somebody else. Yeah, I know. Yeah, too bad we don't have any fucking producers on this podcast. Uh, one last <laughs> acting bad. acting shout out. Uh, you don't see him at all in the movie. Eric Christian Olsen, uh, major that guy. Look him up. Look yeah. up his face. You he recognize was, uh, that face. He's he was a, Lloyd in uh, Dumb and Dumber. He's a beautiful, uh, beautiful man. Which is another future. That's all he's got going for him. Really though. bad movie. So he's got his. He's got his. He's got his looks. Nick, tell us the movie plot, please. This he weeping drama. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. Fine. Cameo. Well, you, you had Johnny Tsunami's uncle, or no, grandfather in this movie <laughs> Mako. as well. So I Mako, who played yeah. Amaral Yamamoto, who also played uh, the uncle in no, Avatar La- Last Airbender. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you're thinking oh, of you Shang Tsung. You're thinking of Shang Tsung, the actor who played Johnny Shang Tsunami's. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes from Mortal Kombat. Yes, I know you're talking about. But Mako's also Your in this. Your soul as, is mine! Uh, in, uh, <laughs> as, uh, yes, as General Yamamoto. There was one other shout-out I got to say. A quick cameo by our guy, Kim Coates, uh, who was... Uh, and who Matt, was, da- Matt Damon also. Uh, Matt Damon did a cameo? Yeah, as, I didn't uh, see as that. shooting a gun. Oh well, Kim Coates had a speaking role, and he was the one who was dismantling dismantling the planes for the Doodle Little Raid. Oh, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I want to make these fat boys skinny boys." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kim Coates, uh, famous for being in uh, our our last movie with them, um, Battlefield Earth. This sweeping drama, based on historical events, follows American boyhood friends Rafe McCauley and Danny Walker as they enter the World War II as pilots. Rafe is so eager to take part in the war, he departs to fi- fight in Europe alongside England's Royal Air Force. On the home front, his girlfriend, Evelyn, finds comfort in the arms of Danny. While they get straight to the point, the three of them reunite in Hawaii just before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Man, this sounds so familiar. I wonder what it's from. Oh, this is like the exact same plot from From Here to Eternity. That's literally... This is like... I don't know what Michael Bay was thinking, but he decided to mesh every war movie that was made in between 1940 and 1965. Uh, I think you're mistaking mesh for inspiration. Uh, my guy, Michael Bay, was just inspired. He was just inspired. If he if he borrowed from other, uh, maybe every other war movie that ever existed, maybe that's why it seems pretty familiar. Maybe it's maybe he did actually borrow. Almost everything from this other movies to make into this movie. What was he thinking? He didn't write it. Randall Wallace has said that there was a lot of rewrites to his script, but that could just be Randall Wallace projecting his pride. I don't really don't know. So we'll, ne- we'll never really know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say what you want. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's, let's just be for real here. Um, what's our most art for real moment? I mean, the entire film is just a farce. And we talked itself, kind of a lot right? about it to begin with, but uh, let's just start. From the beginning. Crop dusting. I'm just kidding. Well, uh, I would say that the biggest Are You For Real for me, the main three roles, Kate Beckinsale, Ben Affleck, Josh Hardnett, those three people have never met before in their entire lives. And they probably it seems don't like, talk now. It yeah. seems like they didn't develop any chemistry whatsoever. I didn't get the sense that Ben and Josh were friends. No. Kate Beckinsale, she's hot. 
she's got that going for her. Maybe not a great actress. No. Sorry, sorry to you, Kate. There were some other other women up for the role that might have been a little bit better. Yet every other actor in this film worked. Maybe is is it because they all had less to do that they were able to do it better? I don't really don't know. They didn't really have less to do. It's just everybody had a solid role in regards to supporting characters up and up to a certain point. But the main three were just so. So does this movie change? The producers originally hoped for Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Gwyneth Paltrow. So they just wanted to reunite the. uh, Actually, is this pre Shakespeare in Love? This is post. Okay, so they just wanted to reunite. uh, Matt Damon wasn't in Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, you're right. Uh, They they weren't in anything. They weren't in anything together. No. Okay, so there you go. What do you think? Is that is that movie? They could put Minnie Driver in this, and then they would have reenacted Goodwill Hunting <laughs> if they were trying to do that. <laughs> she could have been good in it. She would have been fine. Kate Beckinsale's British. Uh, exactly. I, I felt like her American accent wasn't very good. No, Minnie Driver was too busy doing all of their um, accents weren't very good. Opera. That's what she was doing. Phantom of the Opera. <clears throat> um. What's this Ben Affleck gets through protocols? He know. can't see. He doesn't have 2020 oh, vision. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, should yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy shouldn't have been a pilot. No, he, from the no, he had 2020 vision. Uh the the he's issue just dyslexic? He's dyslexic. He's dyslexic. He's yeah, dyslexic. He's dyslexic. <laughs> dyslexic he have more no. Can you uh, How did he pass the written if he's dyslexic? Yeah. Uh, uh, that was the thing. He failed the he failed the written exam. That's what Kate Max says. He barely passed it. Yeah, but he passed. But I passed it. But I passed it. But I passed it. Um, okay, let's talk about just the tones. I think the argue for real is just the tone shifting that happens. So the first 15 minutes is about the love story between Kate Beckinsale and How ben, that ben blossoms Affleck, over a train ride and a conversation. Which is just takes over four weeks. I think the uh, the flashback scene with Kate from the very beginning is actually pretty solid. That, I like how she tells the story. She that's, tells, that's, when that's, when I like she that tells the story, that was good. It, was, mm-hmm. it had some rom-com aspects. Josh Hartnett is a nothing in this movie. I think that he didn't... The, his time to shine is after Ben dies. Because he has calories. Because he hasn't he doesn't really get anything in this movie, though. They don't they don't let him get anything. They don't let him work with anything. So he's kind of just like left out to dry. And I, f- I feel for him there. I also feel that when he did get the chance, it's just like too little too little too late from yeah. from our guy Josh. Yeah. Too little too late. Which uh, is just also kind of what Josh Hartnett has always been. Cap just too Josh, little too late. Just stealing <laughs> like, souls. All he all he's got is that side character mojo and or, or to be like a quiet, introspective, you know, um Who is Mojo? <laughs> Who are you talking about? I'm talking about like the forty days, forty nights oh. Josh Hartnett is is the best Josh Hartnett. The one where he can like let loose a little bit, talk a little over talk a little too much, but be be like a dumb, cute guy. It's trying to figure things out. Josh Hartnett perpetually has shark eyes, so it's kind of hard not to. So you can never trust him. You can yeah, never trust somebody trust with shark eyes. Yeah. Uh, which leads to my asking, it's a new thing, asking for real. Yeah. I'm asking for real. How long would you wait to hook up with your best friend's uh, girlfriend? Your dead best after, friend's after, girlfriend? After he dies. I mean, the whole, the, whole, the whole connection that they like vaulted over was that they were grieving together. Yeah. Um, so like, I can understand why it would, it would immediately escalate. But at the same time, three weeks is what it took him. Six months. Let's do six months. I think, um, oh, yeah, courteous, courtesy two months, maybe. This is too much like the premise to the movie Brothers. Like, you know, like the, the she immediately uh, bang, bangs the brother, and the brothers. Brother, brother's been alive the whole, oh, time, the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. movie. Yeah. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, and Tobey Maguire. And Toby. You want to know what I did? Toby! <laughs> oh, wow. What's that movie? Yeah, no one dies in that film. Spoiler alert. Well, that's going to be on the Jake Gyllenhaal podcast that I start. Yeah, of course. 
Put all the Dylan heads yeah, out there. Tack that on. Um, yeah. Bet, better looking couple though. Let's go. Who are we shipping out of these? Out of Kate this, and Ben. Out of this triangle. Kate and Ben, ten out of ten. I just don't see the allure of Josh Hartnett. I think Kate and Ben. Yeah, they, KB. I, I he's just dark. He has dark features. I think Team that's why KB? people love uh, Josh yeah, Hartnett KB, so much. Baby. But at the same time, Ben yeah. is a fake blonde. So yeah. that kind of that kind of lowers the bar for me. It's like, why why did you make him blonde? He's charming. He's got the charming par- pilot uh, cockiness. Uh, so he's got that going for him. But he looked as a be- he looked a better blonde in the last duel. Yeah, the last duel. Did you see it? We saw it together. Oh yeah. Idiot. Oh no. Ben Ben actually goes and pursues Kate. Whereas Josh just is forced and then is like, oh, I like this girl. I mean, he wasn't yeah, forced. They're just like, let's sad kiss together. Well, okay, not forced. Forced is the wrong word, but by default had to talk to her because yeah. his best friend died. Because Jennifer Garner shut dating. him out. I think what we're getting <laughs> yeah, at is right away. the are you for real is the relationship portion of this movie. When she, stupid. When they, the whole, which is the first 40 minutes to an hour of this movie is all of them mucking about in the beginning. And then Ben doesn't even go to the, uh, to the Royal Air Force until 45 minutes in this in. movie, and an then he in. dies. And then for that 15 minutes, they're setting up the other relationship. Yeah. And then he comes back, he's alive, and it's then shoehorned. all of a sudden, it's fucking it's, it's Pearl Harbor. It's a shoehorned love triangle. It's, this, this movie's not about Pearl Harbor. It's, I mean, it's what Rod, back to Raj being First the First and foremost, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, if, if you're not even going to mention... She just so happens she, she to be... She didn't even say the words, I'm going to Hawaii, until, you know, fucking 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah, it just so happens to be uh, December 7th when this this relationship yes. hits full steam. Well, they definitely try to make it like a Titanic thing, or at least Michael right. Bay was trying to make it like a whole no, yeah. Titanic thing, was like setting it up for the disaster that happens. And then let's just throw in this love story. So I think we can blame Titanic. I think had, had this movie happened before Titanic, it would have been about Pearl Harbor. Oh, it would have been strictly historical. Yeah, but, but they made that movie. It's called Tora, Tora, Tora. It was made in 1970. <laughs> I haven't seen that, have you? No, I really want to. Though. Okay, well, it's I on mean, the list. It wasn't Michael Bay, though, Stephen. That's why. No uh, Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. No but movie. it was better. That's what I'm saying. There's better movies I than agree. this when it comes to a war movie. And Michael, Michael Bay, Bay sucks. And no, Michael Bay decided, I'm going to take the best of all those movies and make it my own movie. If you take the last hour and 20 minutes of this movie, which is the start of Pearl Harbor and the start of World War II, and the start of World War II, you don't miss much and it's still a good movie. Yes. But do you kick it off immediately, immediately with like them waking with, up in the car mm-hmm. and stuff like and that? I think, you could, I think you literally you could. could. Yeah. Like first 15 minutes is the planes getting over there. Yeah, you wouldn't even. Yeah, I get that. If you saw two guys wake up and you saw them like working stuff out while it's going on, I I would just assume I knew what was happening. I I feel I believe you just. I kind of like that being dropped into that situation. You just pitched me the sequel to 1917. I mean, it's almost uh, just a one long take. Yeah, essentially. There you go. Save it for the reboot. It's it's even like Saving Private Ryan, where you just jump right into jump right into D Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all in. Um. Yeah, where have I seen every trope in this movie before? Oh, in every war movie that I've seen before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael Bay, we, I, this is a good question. Is he or, original? He, or is he just so good at... His action is very original. Is it? No, it's, his action it's, sequences it's his are his incredibly yeah. original, but that's it. But it's the same thing every time. Everything yeah. everything else is, is canned. 
This action sequence held the fuck up, I'm going to say. It's great, because I watched... Well, that's where all the budget went to. Yeah, I guess. The actors was There's that like scene. The multiple CGI scenes. Sounds um, like Transformers. Yeah, I thought it was good. I was into it. You know what You know what? seriously lacked in this movie? Smoking. Everybody smoked in the 40s. Yeah. They should have people being being traumatic, being hella traumatized, shaking while they're trying to light a cigarette. I need to watch this movie and want to go have a cigarette immediately. Yeah. yeah. That's what I need. All the best movies that uh, that make that trigger my old smoking habits. Light that's what happens. Smoking not even, not even Earl and uh, Michael yeah. Tom Tom Sizemore even, is a cigar guy in this movie. Yeah, how are yeah. there no cigars? He should have a cigar. Like, the no whole chaw. Time. Like none of that. Alec Baldwin should have definitely had a cigar the whole time. I think that Kate oh, yeah. Kate's for sure a smoker. As a Kate smoking Virginia you know. Slims. Yeah, she's come a long way, baby. <laughs> um, but what's the real good stuff? There's very little, or there there's some. I won't go as so low as to say there's very little, but there's some good stuff. But I only got two. Yeah, they two just things. focused on the wrong things. I got two. I got. Really? Two, I literally have two things that I just want to talk about. Go for it. Um, we talked about it. Uh, we talked about it just just now, but I'll bring it up again. Forty minutes of pulse pounding action. Pulse pounding. Forty minutes straight okay. of action sequence is all you can ask for in a, in, a, in a. If you're giving me a two plus hour movie, I gotta have a, a huge chunk of it being just nonstop action. Yeah. And some of that is pretty, like that's why I'm shocked. It's also like he, rated PG-13 because it's it, it shows some scenes and like they show yeah, people blowing people, people, people are getting fucked up, but they don't they ain't <laughs> yeah. showing blood. They're not showing gore. They're yeah. not showing body. And some of it's pretty around. powerful. Like my worst fear is drowning and stuck and I can't get out. And seeing that on screen, like yeah, terrifying. That yeah. was tough. Yeah, think about that in Dunkirk. Feel for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oof. and then, uh, and then I guess the honorable mention goes to the makeup artist specifically for John Voight as Franklin Delano <laughs> Roosevelt. He didn't look, he never looks like John Voight. Didn't look like John Voight. I'll give he didn't look that. like Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt, but he didn't look <laughs> yeah, like John Voight. I'll give, I'll give both, those like things, both those things are possible. <laughs> it looked like a guy with a big chin. Uh, I'm going to say early, uh, the, the, the opening plane scene where they do the trick where they drive past each other. Yeah, chicken. That's nice. Yeah, that was fucking with another that guy. That was sweet. As their captain. Yeah, no, the chicken, captain. The captain spot. was. I thought he would be uh, Spike's in it. Spike's dad from yeah, Little Giants. Spike's dad from Little Giants. Oh yeah, <laughs> gotta shout him out. Your hats uh, fly off. Stand up comedian. I forget his name. And the other the other piece, the best bit of comedy that I laughed at both times that I watched this movie was uh, the cork to the nose after he broke his nose. Oh, that's a great scene. Yeah, yeah that it was yeah. a really good scene. That I was, was going to bring that up. That yeah. scene. That scene is the only believable scene where they're like building some chemistry. Yeah, that was that was yeah. really good. That was probably the best acting done by uh, Ben Affleck. It was Ben's best stuff where for he sure. where it hits him in the nose. He goes, oh, "I'm yeah. all right." Cork <laughs> yeah. got away from me. <laughs> he just like oh, God, he's it like hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Winston the whole time. Yeah, that was good. Uh, he for sure dies at sea in the French Sea. I don't know. There's no way he makes it out of that alive. Yeah. Who who works for you, Nick? Ackroyd as the conspiracy theory guy. Of course, because that's who he is. <laughs> it's just who he is. And uh, out of nowhere. And I'm with Kyle Moore, Cuba. Cuba. Yeah. Cuba's good. When you remake the, it, Cuba's good. This movie, not remake this movie. This movie made t- three years earlier, right before Titanic. Cuba has a bigger role in it. Oh, for sure. Would it, Cuba, takes place, it takes place mostly on Pearl Harbor Day. You maybe set up the relationship stuff before. You you could probably still sneak it in. You don't have to have as much backstory. Acting, what if? Uh, what if Cuba was cast as uh, Leo DiCaprio's friend in Titanic? He probably wouldn't have been cast in this movie. Because he couldn't be in both? <laughs> no, because it would just take in his trajectory a totally different way. Yeah, if he... 
But he was friends with that one guy. He'd already the won the. Guy. That's what I'm saying. Instead of the Italian the, guy, it was the, it was Cuba Gooding. Yeah, the Italian guy. <laughs> Instead of an Italian, it was Cuba Gooding trying he, to go back he, home. He's already an Oscar winner at this point, though. Right, but it's still like a supporting actor. No, so he's like he's already he can do whatever he wants for the mm-hmm. most part. I mean, he didn't which do is much wild after, that he did. Yeah, he, he did. Didn't do much after Here's Jerry what he Maguire. did after Jeremy Maguire. He did as good as it gets. What dreams may come. Welcome to Hollywood and the murder of crows. Like, what, the fuck are any what? of those? Uh, what dreams may come is Bill Simmons' worst <laughs> worst movie of all time. Yeah, but I think it's okay. That's the Robin Williams movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Robin Williams just dying. That's that's the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, no, I get it. I, I I totally see it. I believe my theory is my theory is Cuba was an un, had an underwritten role. And an underutilized role, so so yeah, I agree with the underutilization, but I feel like they had to beef up his script, his script it's more just, it, for it to work. And I don't I feel think like it, it just goes back to like the different themes that Michael Bay is talking about, and like he introduces a story without realizing like how probably powerful this story could be over the fucking love story he's doing between the like the love triangle. Like yeah. I think you say a good example learning is learning more about Cuba on the boat and like. <laughs> Yeah. And then Pearl Harbor happens. Like that's way more interesting than. I mean, it actually does come down to the the movie Cuba did before this. Men, uh, Men of Honor. Men of Honor is basically Pearl Harbor if it focused on Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character. Pearl Harbor, but just the '60s. Yeah. So. Well, there's maybe, no war. Maybe it could have been. A, yeah, <laughs> there wouldn't no have been an action like... sequence. Yeah. You're, yeah. Okay. Uh, who didn't? Who did not right. work for you? Steven? No, no. Who worked for me? For oh, yeah, sure. For I gotta you. give it to Voight. I gotta give him honorable mention. Your hero. Uh, I mean, you're you're living. Ask, hero. ask me in forty years. <laughs> ask me in forty years. Okay. Um, right side of history. That guy. He's always been on the right side of history. I John was, uh, I wish it was Robin. That way, Robin can say he's played two Roosevelts oh in his God. lifetime. No, he was Eisenhower. You dummy. Oh, he was Teddy. Teddy oh, and, uh, uh, Night of the Museum. Yeah, he was Teddy. And Marco. Um, I was thinking of Lee Daniels, the butler. And then Mako. Uh, <laughs> Mako, who was the uncle in the Last Airbender cartoon series. He's also the voice of Aku in Samurai Jack. A uh, legendary uh, Hollywood actor. Rest in peace, Mako. He did not like good. the movie after it came out. Oh, big surprise. Yep. <laughs> uh, who, who did not work for you? Uh, whoever was the accent slash voice acting coach for everyone. <laughs> they all had southern accents at the beginning of the movie, and then they, they kind, kind, of faded, kind of faded away. Uh, we also, kind of just forgot about that. It's like the departed. Accents. It's like the departed out of like, no, the Boston accents kind of I either also didn't get more understand. intense or less intense as it goes along. Season 8 of Game of Thrones. We kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, un- I didn't understand that scene of the uh, Japanese pilot where he all of a sudden like was telling a story in English. Oh, writing and... the letter home? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like I was like, why is this not in Japanese? Yeah, it's done, and it's in English, <laughs> and then like uh, that well, story is just completely overlooked. And no, we're no, supposed no. to like. There is a fair point to that. Some people who were English speaking Japanese and were either in America, Canada, wherever they were speaking English at, um, went home when the when the Japanese Empire was coming to rise well, because yeah, they felt they had a uh, nationalistic duty to represent their country. That character, oh, so we were supposed to, okay. specifically that character, actually was against. The war, I think we're talking about the same character, but he um, famously was against the war for Japan or bringing the U.S. into the war because he knew about the U.S.'s manufacturing capabilities. Mm, the guy who was and, writing the letter. Because he went to Harvard okay, for his school, so he knew a lot about America, and he said, we cannot get them involved because they're going to be able to make an right. insane amount of right. weapons. Right. 
We're and, like 10 seconds in the movie, and we're supposed to understand that. Yeah, I mean, I only knew that <laughs> yeah, by was, reading the trivia. Yeah, it was badly uh, badly edited that way. Um, Speaking of letter writing, though, the, the when Kate is writing the letter back to Ben, and she's sitting on, like, the sitting rocks. Sitting on the beach, yeah. Sitting on the rocks of Hawaii in, like, a bikini. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> like, so stupid. <laughs> what is this scene? Hey, I'm going to do from here yeah, to that, eternity that without really, the other guy. That, that was just, literally just the more most. more Michael Bay. That was the most Michael Bay. Shots. Yeah, that was one of the more yeah. Michael Bay moments. Uh, replace the character with the Muppet. Who do you got, Steven? Obviously, Change Red is Gonzo. <laughs> yeah. That's the only, that's you, only answer. Gonzo has to be a pilot in this movie. You it and doesn't Bremner. matter who it is. Yeah, you and Bremner. Yeah, and, and Gonzo's the pilot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm making Gonzo a pilot, so it doesn't matter which pilot. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll make him Joe, the guy that gets blown up at the... Uh, Oh, the it's a dummy. It's a dummy. Yeah, it's a dud. Yeah, yeah. like the uh, he's he's the one flying that off. Guy. Yeah, that where'd guy. that guy go? How does <laughs> that guy not have a career? He yeah. was great in October Sky. He's great in this movie, and he's not in a nothing else. I didn't even write his name down because he's such a that guy that I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's I absolutely think. insane. Who who did he piss off? Yeah, to not he, to not have a Hollywood career. He, he he had the he had the stuff up until he didn't. I guess he probably said no to one one too many times. I'm giving uh, I'm giving Gonzo that role. Uh, speaking of saying no, a lot of people. Said no to this movie. Recasting couch. Uh, Austin Kutcher. Wait. Oh, go ahead, no, Kyle. I have. You okay, got a Muppet, Kyle. You got a Muppet? Mu- who's your Muppet, you Muppet? Yeah. Sorry, I just I'm had it. You had a Muppet, but I had a segue. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm replacing Josh Harnett with Beaker. That way, it's the love triangle between Ben Affleck, Kate Beckinsale, and Beaker. Well, Beaker is an, a notorious ladies' man. Mm hmm. So that makes sense. That does make sense. I mean, why do you think? And, he's head and it makes the way? story way more interesting. It's you know. And he could have said ben all Affleck of over become the Muppet. <laughs> he he could have said all of Josh Hartnett's lines, which wasn't many uh, in the movie. Not a whole lot. Exactly. Not a whole lot of them. Uh, Ashton he's, Kutcher. He's. Yes. Go on. Lost his role of Danny to Josh Hartnett. What do you think of this movie? You you say Beaker as Beaker as Josh Hartnett. What about Ashton Kutcher in that spot? This is pre. The 70 show? This or is pre 70 show. So my guess is if Kutcher gets the role, Josh Hartnett is is Kelso <laughs> in 70 show. He would have been a really good Kelso. He would have been really good Which as an aloof he guy. Been, he would have been married to Mila Kunis right now. Mm. Which is why their roles need to be reversed in this Josh movie. Josh Hartnett in the butterfly effect? Wow, that's un- now that's yeah, a butterfly effect. There's something going on. They might have switched total careers because they both have that same kind of dumbness to them. Beautiful, beautiful dumb people but then we wouldn't get um ashton kutcher being an angel investor to all their sweet products that's like, true that's like, true exactly um charlie's 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 there and uh turned down the female lead to start in sweet november it was so she was going to be kate beckinsale yeah hmm that could have been good it would have been better than sweet november sweet november also uh eligible. uh yeah we could have done it this last uh, november we for november but we decided not to yeah because but I have watched Sweet November over the last couple of years. Woo! That is a bad movie. Uh, Doesn't someone have cancer in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie's. Yeah, Charlie's. Um, another role I saw turned down, Adrian Brody turned down the role of uh, one of the, just the dudes. One of the guys? Yeah. Probably uh, the too, Guido dude. Too small of a role. Yeah. Which which says a lot about Adrian Brody. He seems to, th- he probably thinks a little more highly of himself as he thought He thought very highly of himself, which is why he got, he w- went out and got the role in The Pianist. He had to because he was getting. He went all in. Nothing was ever big enough for him. Yeah. Adrian Brody, problematic. Problematic. It, man. I don't do we know. have a problem with that guy? I think we do. <sighs> There's a couple problems apparently. And he's a big nose king, so uh, mm. I, I feel bad because, you know, us big nose guys, us stick together. He's in good movies. That's all I gotta say. 
Uh, producers originally, yeah, you already said this. Producers originally hoped to cast Matt Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Gwyneth Paltrow together in lead roles. However, Damon and Paltrow had a scheduling conflict. Damon could have been pretty good. God. Damon should That's have so been in this movie. Damon should that have means been. This, in this whole movie. story was like the basis of this. It would have made so much like, more sense of like Ben Affleck uh, being taller and bigger, and then Matt Damon being yeah. younger and shorter or whatever. Yeah. However, they worked it out. It could have been good. Hmm. I like let's give him the business as a quote. Uh, there is a very good moment that I, I missed the first couple times that I saw on the, the third rewatch, passing rewatch. Josh Hartnett gets in the, he's going to go fly the plane with Ben near the end of the movie, and he, he gives him the look, and he does the gone in 60 seconds. Let's ride. Let's ride. He does the finger movements and everything. He says he gives us the let's ride, and that's when I was like, I'm fucking in. Let's um, go. I have a production question. Do you think they filmed the Pearl Harbor attack before everything else? Because when Josh Hartnett is flying in the cockpit trying to like take down the Japanese uh, airplanes, he looks like a seven-year-old in a cockpit that with the <laughs> engine not turned on. Like if you look at him, his shoulders are like really haunched up, and he's he's like. Using his entire body to move around, and yeah, I just, I just. So felt that's like entirely possible because uh, they said they filmed a lot of the Kate and Ben scenes later on, mm. which means that maybe they filmed the early earlier scenes later later on because Kate and Ben had already become friends at that point. So when they had to start making out a lot, they were like, "Oh, we're just friends. We don't really do that." That's stupid. Um, so possible, possible. They're not friends. Make it fresh. Uh, I think you just make it you. We'll talk. I'm going to talk about it. We'll we, talk about it in the reboot, but we can all agree. We'll get, the reboot. get rid of the romance story. Yeah, get rid of it. Get yeah. rid of it. Get rid of it. Gratitude. Not necessary. The fact Make that two that was movies. the premise and well, like it from what it sounds like, like that was the base premise of this whole movie and people approved <laughs> this. And <laughs> it's just it's frustrating movies. to think about. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Make two movies. Now it's time for the top five. Top five. Doing Michael Bay movies. Yeah, top five Bay boys. Michael Bay. Kyle, are you going to join in? We're going to crank this out because I'm 16%. I'll do my top three. Okay, cool. Start with start with number five. I'll start with my number five. Bad Boys 2. It's my number five. Bad You're Boys really gonna 2. go there. I'm going Bad Boys Two is my number five. You're really gonna go. There. I had a couple. Of, uh, there's a there's a pretty big fight for four through seven. Mm. The four through seven are all kind of on the same level for mm. me. Even three through seven are all on the same level for mm. me. And it was, it, I only put them in order of how I kind of my fond memories of them. Number five for me, uh, Bad Boys One. I like Bad Boys. Okay, one. I was I was uh, determining that too. I didn't know which which Bad Boys I like. It's a great more. debut. It's a great debut film for somebody trying to make an action film, uh, and it's a buddy cop action film. Uh, it's so '90s tastic. Uh, fits all fits fits every trope you want, all the tropes you want in a in an action buddy cop film. It's a good movie. That was my number three. Oh, there uh, you go. The original Bad Boys. Which just because I think it was harder to set the template more than uh, make the second. Well, the second they were able to just go wild with it, so hmm, yeah, I guess so. I yeah, like it, it sets was, the tempo. Yeah, and T. Leone's in, so Leone. shouts to Taylor. What's your number four? Number four, Transformers. Trannies. The OG Shia no. uh, kind of changed his. Speaking of trajectory changes for career, that that one for sure changed Shia's life. It be, yeah. made him go in a path he didn't probably didn't really want to go down for a little while. And uh, also led to Megan Fox being still a thing. Uh, 
shouts to Megan Fox. Good for her. I'm glad she's made it all work out. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, my number four will have to be Armageddon, just because it's 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 a mo- it was a great movie when you first saw it, and then after every single rewatch, you notice how bad it is. Like you get like, oh this, oh this, oh wow they did that. Oh wow he actually did say that. That like that's what I feel like every time I watch Armageddon. It was like, oh this movie is just so overhyped <laughs> because of how how groundbreaking it was cinematically. Um, in regards to like effects and action. And groundbreaking that we drill on a comment as it's heading. Hey, hey you did it. Kyle, what's your uh, what's your number three, Kyle? Brother, this guy Kyle, what's your three? Armageddon. Armageddon. There <laughs> you go. Three is your Armageddon. Well, my number three is Transformers. Transformers. There you go. Um, that was a great movie. Saw that in theaters. Uh, it's it's. I I think it's an underappreciated movie just because of all the rest of the Transformer movies that came out. But it set the it set the precedent. Um, it built the universe. H- had the other Transformers been better, it would have been. It would. It probably would have stayed high. Yeah, but I would think have it got a, a lower rating. It would, yeah, would have had a better legacy because the staying power that that is not Transformers. Yeah, fifty eight percent critical rating score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That's a travesty. It needs to be at sixty five. Um, Nick, what's your two? My two. Go on the rock at number two. Wow. I know that's a it could be your guys' number ones. Uh, we let's just talk about the rock for a little bit. So it's please. It's, it's only a number two for me just because I just have a better relationship with Armageddon, which is why, which is my number one. Uh, Armageddon is the most rewatchable, better cast than The Rock. Hard, hard disagree. Uh, so moments, three or four moments that I always think about, including uh, leaving on a jet plane and uh, animal crackers, change animal crackers forever. So uh, animal and, crackers and belly buttons and change Ben's uh, career trajectory. So <laughs> oh yeah. my God. And it's it's a it's a solid Bruce Willis performance. I think that it's just too tough to too tough to argue. But The yeah. Rock does a couple things better than any movie has ever done. It has Nicolas Cage as an intellectual. It's the best intellectual Nicolas Cage has ever played. Correct. It's. Maybe Sean Connor, my favorite Sean Connery performance. It's his best one. It it's re- his best action it role. Is. It's his best action role, and he's barely doing any action in it. Yeah, he he does Sean just Connery's? enough. Yeah, yes. I think he's very good in it. I think that the ending is kind of forced, and like sure. the drive around, you know, the hills. They're just like, okay, we need to involve San Francisco somehow, and they figured out the weirdest way to do it. Right. Uh, not enough took place on the rock, in my opinion. But the whole the the first hour of that movie is fucking. Awesome, off the wall, f- yeah, fun, really, really good, yeah. Thoroughly so enjoyed. I, I can't really Ed Harris, all time bad guy, and just like a there's so many people like, in it, like in a in a good ruthless way, like somebody that you just you know would he does the right thing but fucked up thing. You Michael know? Bay knows how to make that guy's superstars in your head. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, love The Rock, but it it just didn't okay, just couldn't beat out Armageddon Kyle, for me. Kyle, two and one. Uh, Transformers and then The Rock. Wow, Transformers is your number two Michael Bay film. I mean, yeah, it okay. it it would be my number one if it weren't for the sequels. No bad boy so. love. Okay, I get it. Right. Were you a Transformers uh, kid? I mean, I did my top three, so I don't know what you want me to say. I I don't know. I was figured. Just <laughs> bad boy what What makes The Rock your number one? What do you got for it? Me? Steve. I mean, I I think it's as. Oh, okay. No, uh, both. Steven, both, go both ahead. <laughs> what's what's your, why do you give it number one? Both of you. Both of you. I mean, I kind of grew up with it. My parents watched it a lot. Um, 
it takes place in San Francisco, so it's you know obviously close to home. Love in San Francisco. Uh, he loves that the Niner um, game is in it. That's what he loves. It. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, aren't yeah, they blowing yeah. up candlestick? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. send a missile past it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just you know, it's a good movie. Ish. It's the quintessential action movie of the '90s. It has everything you wanted. It has it has a love story. It has a sex sequence. It has. It has Nicolas Cage. It has a uh, thermonuclear or thermobiomechanical bio- warfare. It has um, it has a political message that's that's an apolitical message, an apolitical political message. It has uh, Ed Harris is a great bad guy, is a great army man. It has it has William Forsyth. It's got Sean Sean F and Connery. It's it's a great it's a great action film. That's why it's number one in my eyes. Number two. Possibly one of the greatest farce movies ever made, Pain and Gain. Don't know why anyone didn't say Pain and Gain. It's my honorable mention. It's a really, really rewatchable Michael Bay film that has nothing to do with explosions and 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 crazy action scenes. I honestly didn't didn't put Pain and Gain on the list because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I and haven't I, seen it since it came out, but it's 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 uh, has staying cool. ability. I just remember that. I pa- don't need to watch that. You should watch. Have it, you Kyle. never seen it? It's You've never great. seen it. It's, no, great. it's pretty great. It's The Rock's best performance, I think. Everybody is has a collective IQ of a hundred in that it's, film. That's the best part about that movie is he's like i'm gonna take mark Wahlberg and the rock two just like guys who play dumb really well yes and let them be fucking dumb muscle heads like they want to be and probably are in real life (laughs) dumb as hell uh six underground also fucking fun movie fun Uh, movie just like it it just like went a little cuckoo for me but like the uh surprise but the the cast itself is an all-time that guy cast yeah ryan reynolds right in the lead yeah Uh, i forget who else is in it uh, you got some Dave Franco action, but mm. then every like one of his group is all like total that guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we just do a cross collab uh, reboot? Because I feel like we know what we need to do. Here. Yeah. So I think I yes. How 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 I we? Agree. So cut so, the love story. Cut the love story. I feel no, like reboot no story. Reboot it for right now, right? With today's actors. Reboot it with today's actors. Yeah. Okay. You have like uh, you guys can name the actors, but the general premise is it's like Nick said earlier. It's you the 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 talent wakes up, and it's the morning of the seventh. You let them go throughout their day a little bit, so you get to know each one. You have to do this little bit of the Japanese setup of them like preparing for their day of like doing the whole cer- the sake yep. ceremony and then putting on the headband and then flying out and then actually per- actually interacting with the with the uh, Hawaiian island people because that apparently happened where they oh. where someone uh yeah there is a story of someone seeing uh someone seeing a Japanese uh, oh, yeah, yeah, aircraft yeah. and them them waving yeah yeah so that was, that's a recorded event so the first twenty minutes I think you have time to like set up everybody's characters right 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 yeah set up the whole thing and then man with just like fifty five minutes of just bombardment brutal yeah, yeah. it's got to be a Saving Private Ryan no level. you do the hour and fifteen because I think that's how long it actually lasted. Oh yeah, that's good. Do it in real time. Yeah, 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 like Sam Mendes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep it nineteen seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll have time to put everybody in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you make you have four leads, two pilots, cube whoever uh, Cuba's guy is, and uh, and then one nurse. Yeah, Swabby, and then uh, two pilots and and Beckinsdale. Yeah, so almost the same. Three stories. Yeah, three stories. Three, yeah, three stories. That's easy to follow. You don't even have to relate them to each other. Maybe they they pass pass by each other at the end of the movie, or like uh, she treats somebody or whatever. Or it can be the one story of the two guys, and then you have the and nurse you, you and then the lobby. You have to have Delano involved too. 
just so he can give the speech at the end. Right. Know? Well, the th- that would be the overarching story is like yeah. the leaders, the Japanese leaders and the American leaders. Yeah. Okay. Speaking like like bookending it. Okay. You know? So there. Yeah. So there's six. Technically, six storylines that all kind of converge. That movie should the the original Pearl Harbor two thousand one should have ended with FDR speech. Yeah. yeah, yeah, could have been really great. You keep John, you keep John Voight though, right? Oh, uh, the worst uh, is FDR. No, <laughs> fuck no, no, because then he would just be like, "Oh, FDR was a piece of shit. I'm actually gonna emulate." Trump. Yeah, yeah. Now he's like, "I'm not." <laughs> he's like, "You know who a real leader is?" Uh, I forgot one part I hated about this one is the Kate Beckinsale voiceover at the end. What the yeah. fuck is that about? When she's like, really? and she's like. Uh, yeah, the, uh, she's like America. They replaced her. Sorry, du- no, it was like Dooley. Yeah. Won- yeah. Dooley that's, was see, the first another... African American to be like yeah. with his soldiers, but he was first of many soldiers, and that was it. Like yeah. first of many heroes. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Does he like, die? Again, another another like theme that he tried to do, which she doesn't talk. Does a voiceover at the beginning like, of the movie or uh, anything up until that point? Yeah, and America felt defeat that day, but never felt a de- defeat again. And then it's like, what? And then 9 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, great. it's just like, and then Iraq. Are you sure? And then Vietnam? Afghanistan. And then yeah, Iraq. Like, and then. Like, I'm pretty sure we, uh, there was a lot of losing happening after that. And then that. the faux civil war that's going on to, to this day. Uh, I just want to know who wants to, who, who you put the Michael B. Is it Michael B. in the Cuba role? Michael Bay? Oh, Mike, Michael B. Jordan. Michael oh. B. Jordan. Oh, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, you put Michael B. Jordan. He he is like he's easy. Or uh, no, 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 no. Boyega was the other guy. I had, no, but he's too, Boyega's but, honorable mensch. But he's he's English, so he's I rough and how, tough. I don't know how much you want to put him I in mean, there. So it's Kate Beckinsale. She's in, and he has a great American accent. You know who else has an even better American accent? He's British. Daniel motherfucking Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. I I think this is. Yeah. He's intense. He he can play intense. He can do it. He can do it. Him screaming while he takes down that that airplane, I believe. Yeah, I can see good. that. I can hey, see that. Is he able to look in that captain's eyes and tell him everybody's where they need to be? Everybody's where they need to be. And he's got the you he's got us, the he's got the get out tier. You trained as well. You trained as well. <laughs> I love no, just real quick. I love that you scene. As well. I love when Cuba Gooding goes and tells the the vice admiral like you're in charge now, and the vice admiral just looks at him and he, and he says, "I need I need more ammo." And he looks at him. He goes, shakes, nods his head. He goes, "I need more ammo." <laughs> <laughs> like what was that? Oh my goodness! Oh man, a lot of good bullets in this movie. They they shot the bullets. bullets well. Shot the bullets. I well. couldn't come up with who I thought the pilots would be. Um, oh, pilots! You have um, modern day. It would have to be. Trying to think of a duo. No, you. I have it here. You Hold want on. a duo? Well, the two guys: Sh- the two Sebastian pilots, Stan right? and Chris Evans. Are they a little old? Mm. I think they might be a little old. And and definitely CGI definitely too Marvel. Put a little CGI on them. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're you're gonna have yeah. Phil Lord and Chris Miller directing this movie, so um, I think you choose uh, Tom Holland Tom and Ho- yeah, Tom Holland. No, <laughs> I know Lucas Hedges. No, you got it. You got No, the, you have to have a diversity hire here. So it has to be like yeah, yeah. One of them. Give me no. a super white guy and give me either an Asian person or a uh, or a Latin Latin person. You think people would be mad? I mean, you wouldn't really care. I think would it would bring uh it would bring layers to the to the onion of Pearl Harbor where you have um either a Japanese American or a Filipino American who has to fight um who has to fight this uh fight off the Japanese. Steven Yen. And then he gets Stephen uh, Yen and Tom Holland. <laughs> That's a great idea, like Stephen Yen. Wow. Yeah, he can he can act younger because he he's a uh, he's got a young face. Yeah, he do. Or he just get somebody from uh, from Parasite. <laughs> yeah, get that kid from Parasite. Um, is this movie better than Big Green? No. 
No, but it's uh, it's yeah, not no. it's not bad. It's not the worst film. It's just, it could have been so great. It could have been so much better, but you have we, Michael Bay. The uh, movie we just described is pretty good. I'd pre- I'd see the shit I'd out of that movie. I'd see the shit out of it. What would you re-rate uh, Pearl Harbor 2001, Nick? I'd give it a 53. Mm. I think it's in the 50s. I think it's a 55-er. That's a little high. 41. 35. 41. I'll meet you in the middle. 30. 41. I think it's, it's still it's a D. It's a D. But a it's percentage like... that will live <laughs> in infamy. <laughs> oh, you're going to give it a 47. I get it. Yeah. 41. <laughs> yeah, 41. The percentage is 41. Um you got a bl- you got a little blib? I wouldn't relive it if you paid me to. Like Ben Affleck's grandfather, I do not want to relive this movie ever again. My blub? This sunk my battleship. Oh, no. Oh, did you... One of the trivias was that uh, because all of the ships were in a shallow harbor, that they were able to fix almost all of them. They fixed almost all of them except the USS Arizona, which is still sunk and filled with bodies to this day. Wow. Yeah, it's And it's a whole... I mean, you can go see it still, Yeah, you can right? go see it. Yeah, like you can go see it. You can yeah. see the oil, like, dissipating into the ocean. You can actually see, like, the oil slick still in the uh, ocean because, you know, that's great. God. Uh, Kyle, you got a blip? <laughs> I don't. Uh, real recommendations then, Kyle. What you got? Uh, well, I watched King Richard. That was really good. Well, does you like King Richard? Fantastic job. And then we watched Tick Tick Boom. Oh yeah, the uh, and, and the Andrew Andrew Garfield. Uh, Garfield. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's yeah. also good. So great. two great acting movies. Great, Stephen Sondheim. That's not Stephen Sondheim. Uh, he's in it. But he's, he's in, in it. it. Well, as Bradley Whitford. <laughs> as, oh, Bradley Whitford. Yes. As Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> oh, your guy, Bradley Whitford. Yeah. We're, this is a West Wing podcast. So yeah, I got Martin Sheen at the beginning and Bradley Whitford at the end. Hell yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> Go ahead. Give us your real recommendation. Give me my wings. My recommendation is a House of Gucci. Wow. You watch House of Gucci? I watched House of Gucci. I saw really? it. Was it good? It's fucking. It's awesome. Is it? Oh, really? yeah. It's bad. Oh. No, it's fun. <laughs> is it, which? Well, so what's the better Ridley Scott film? This or The Last Duel? Oh. I think House of Gucci is a better movie. Mm. More fun movie, at least. Would it have been better with Jodie Comer in it? The the best thing about House of Gucci is just everybody's just fucking going for it. And it's just like really fun to watch. It, it was, was like it reminded it was, me of like seeing of how movies kind of used to be mm. where um over dramatic. Like yeah, yeah, kind of melodramatic even, where a lot yeah. of people were just like just doing crazy shit and like you were just like yeah i'm this is great i'm like along it was like 10 to 15 minutes too long mm. but it's also a movie about you know ostentatiousness yeah exactly so it might why not be an ostentatious movie was it like this movie i'm a leprechaun my dear yeah it was exactly like leprechaun that's oh, exactly yeah. what it was like how'd you know yeah. it actually is like warwick davis doing What's an italian that? accent everybody's italian accents were just on fucking full blast like great like adam driver was a seven out of ten and he was playing subtle italian accent the whole movie so (laughs) i think it's worth seeing i think it's pretty fun okay i'm also watching uh yellow jackets the tv show oh how you like that it's pretty crazy i would say it's pretty crazy speaking (laughs) of very crazy speaking of showtime series watching dexter new blood oh yeah yeah is that your rec yeah i guess i guess it's all right i am my g hey i am my g it's pretty good it's okay. I like uh, Clancy. 
Our guy Clancy's in it. I also saw uh, saw another movie. Oh, saw saw uh, Clancy Brown. You dolt. Saw Come On, Come On. Oh yeah, the the, the Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix movie. Joaquin. Okay. And me and you are gonna go see uh, Electric Pizza pretty soon. When's that coming out? It's Christmas. Gotta, it's gotta be soon. In like man. three weeks. It's just playing in LA and New York. <laughs> Let us see it. Let uh, us see your movie. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, uh, as we remember our fallen heroes, uh, let us not forget uh, to remind the ones that are in the living room to keep it real. Stay rotten. And never forget. Never forget. Uh, yeah, shout out to the troops. Shout out to the troops and shout out uh, to uh, recognizing fake nationalism when you see it because it was rampant in this film. That's Nick. I'm Steven. This has been Real Rotten. Uh, take it away for us. Keep it real. Keep it rotten. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, this is Tick Tick Boom song. <laughs> I miss you more than Michael Bay missed the mark when he made Pearl Harbor. I miss you more than that movie missed the point. And that's an awful lot, girl, and now...